0: Last night I said we were going to talk about the um, SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission's uh, continuing attack against the world of cryptocurrency, and get an ex- what I consider to be an expert opinion uh, from Bruce Fenton, who we've had on as a guest from time to time here on Free Talk Live. We used to broadcast from his, I uh, used to do a convention here in New Hampshire, and it ran right up, I think up until COVID, when... You couldn't, for the life of you, find a venue that was willing to actually host your convention. So I think he just kind of you know, stopped organizing it after that. I heard a rumor it might be coming back this year, though. So we'll, we'll let you know as we hear more uh, more about that. But What it was it
1: called? Never heard of this. Free
0: State Bitcoin or something like that. I don't remember. Okay. Sorry, I don't remember the exact name of it. But um, it was basically the only Bitcoin convention happening in New Hampshire. And he would host it out on the seacoast. Ended up. Wait, doing, I,
2: uh, this is the one that like uh, former co-host uh, Christopher Reitman went to. Chris write and I and went uh-huh, spoke yeah. at one point.
0: I believe Chris did speak from that. Yes, as a matter of fact, Chris and I actually bunked up at a uh, an Airbnb to uh, you know actually it was cheaper than the hotel and it was much nicer. That when sounds we did about that. Like one bed Airbnb. No, well, yeah, actually, I think we were in the same <laughs> bed. <bag> if <laughs> I'm I'm I kidding. recall correctly? But uh, but yeah, it was. Not really, that there's
2: anything wrong with that.
0: No, nothing wrong with <laughs> that at all. Uh, so anyway, Bruce Fenton's a, a really great free state project, early mover, who Ran has,
2: for a Senate,
1: I believe, this he last did. year? He did, Should have uh, just ran for a state rep.
0: He should have, but you know what? He wanted to jump in the deep end of the pool and, and really, you know... I think the same thing about
1: happened. Lily Tang Williams. She could have been a, a state rep for, like, three years in a row or something. Or yeah, four. she's
0: taking another crack at it, apparently. She's going for the U.S. rep seat yep. once again. Which...
2: I, I guess that's good, but I mean, she... She's getting pretty conservative with many of her positions. Is she? I mean, especially in regard to trans. She's she she tells the same narrative that all of these people do. We got to protect the kids from the gender transitions, from from the having their genitals mutilated. And I don't know if she said that exact line, Mm. but she has echoed exactly the same sentiments and stuff online. Yeah, it's
1: disappointing.
0: (sighs) But
2: I mean, this is. How does she treat
0: you in, in real life? Have you, have you ever met her?
2: We've interacted a whole lot in real life, but she's mm-hmm. always been kind to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know.
0: People don't are different it. online. Yeah, I, I I don't understand why. I mean, I guess it's the nature of the political animal, right? Like maybe, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go out on a limb for somebody that's saying those things. I like her personally. But then again, most politicians, a lot of them, are personally very likable. I mean, they, they're good at... Ingratiating themselves with people. They want you to like them. They're scum of the earth, most of them, but they want you to like them. Now the the libertarians here, the voluntarists, I don't typically consider them to be scum of the earth because we actually know them or we can get close to them and we can talk to them. We can actually sit down and have a real conversation with them. They're accessible. Some of them were
1: at pork fest.
0: Right. And and that's a difference between your typical politician and a lot of the people that we know, but to see them, you know, Going away from the liberty message or the message of of individualism and individual liberty and respecting other people's right to live their life how they want— is a very disturbing thing to to see. Now, I haven't seen the post personally, but I mean, I'm I'm going to take your word for it. Obviously, to her credit, I don't happen. think she's
2: gone quite that far. Okay. So, I, mean, I I think she she's still a good libertarian, okay. and you know, she's worth supporting for her runs. Mm-hmm. But it concerns me when I see people begin down this path toward conservatism.
0: Yeah, I don't like to see people pandering, and I feel like that may be what's going on. Um, without again having the exact uh, exact posts in front of me, and we've certainly seen. The libertarians who've been elected here in New Hampshire as state uh, representatives, for instance, not exactly being the most principled on all of the issues all of the time.
2: How about Jason Sorens? I think Jason Osborne. Uh, Osborne, yes. Uh, who recently? He's the House Majority Leader, right? The Free State or House he is Majority right Leader now? Yeah, he is. And you know, recently, I think it was in the NBC documentary. He that you can find at nbc10.com. Just look up free Uh, state documentary. nbc boston
0: nbc boston slash free state. Yeah.
2: And he said something to the effect of, I'm no longer an individual. I'm just a vessel through which the people of New Hampshire express their will. Or, I
0: rolled my eyes yeah. so or, hard at that one. Or he's, it's he's, not even
1: a possible thing. There's no, no, no such thing as being able to represent 3,000 people. And you would think an, a state rep would know that, right? I
0: mean,
2: you would think a libertarian state rep would know that. But right. he's bought the press, man.
0: I, I don't know. And it, it makes me wonder if he is just trolling with a comment like that. Like how how anyone... That's in true. His, Position. I said that
2: it would be obviously trolling, right? So, <laughs> I mean, how I don't know.
0: how anyone could take that seriously coming from somebody who used to describe himself as an anarchist. Now, supposedly, the story behind Jason Osborne, who for many years was a angel sponsor here on Free Talk Live, like he for the early years, the pre Bitcoin years, Jason kept us on the air.
1: The Sickle C A line, toll free number. Sickle
0: CAI, yeah, that was his uh, collections business.
1: Or Sickle C-I-A.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, he was really, really a principled guy. He used to be on our uh, Free Talk Live BBS back when we had our forum that was very popular. In fact, he got in trouble with the Democrats in New Hampshire for some of his old Free Talk Live forum posts. Oh, that's right, he did. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, so he used to be a very, very principled uh, Liberty guy. He even ran Porkfest. Uh, a couple of years. Oh. And now, yeah, the poor guy!
1: I'm just now finding out about like this year. That subject has come up so many times. There's like so many people that have run pork Fest that mm. I never knew until this year. I mean, it's I been a twenty year long event. I mean,
0: it's been a lot of people that have come through and and, and stopped.
2: From what I've seen, a person tends to run it for one year, maybe two to three years. Three years seems to be about Three's the, the average run. from what I've seen.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? It Some seems people to be about in the average. And they get, you know once, twice, and okay. they're done it's a lot it's it, a lot it is do. man and but the p- thing I wanted to say was the supposed story and I don't think I heard this directly from Jason so take it as hearsay the supposed story is that he had kids and then his perspectives changed and now he's found God and now but he's but you never
2: want to find that guy
0: now he's a true Republican really? and I don't know that's supposed well, I mean a liberty quote unquote liberty Republican
2: so he didn't you find know? God he found the state
0: I don't know. I don't know if he's just deep cover and he's still truly a, you know, a voluntarist at heart. He should get his just,
1: anarchist tattoo removed.
0: He's just playing the Does he have one?
1: I thought he did. I, I thought know. that. He might. It was like in the NBC documentary. Yeah. I, I know that for some reason, like it was on. I anyway, think NBC. Yeah, I, I want to get
0: man. back around the the liberty activists who run for office. It seems like a lot of them have watered themselves down, and they're not p- putting forward the most principled legislation. That or they, the, possibly they get
1: in and they just start to be like, "Oh, I can legislate my opinions too." Yes, and it's also a time period where everybody agrees with me about like you know, hitting gay people or whatever, like Leah Cushman, for example, not even a libertarian, but she thinks she is. I'm Mm. pretty sure she's one of those people who lived in like Massachusetts, which she did. That's where she came from. She lived in like Massachusetts during COVID. And she was like, I don't want to be forced to get my kids vaccinated. Then she was like, oh, the only people on the internet agreeing with me are libertarians. I must be a libertarian. She's Mm. just a conservative. Every other take she has at all is conservative, closed borders, things like that. You go to her Facebook. It's like, a conservative, regular, boomer, conservative Facebook. Is she and, um, one of these
2: people who will insist, though, that she's not a conservative? Yes. Because, uh, mm-hmm. what, what is Yes. There's something going on here that, that we have to figure out. There's a lot of these people who are just ordinary conservatives, but they get so upset, and they will insist, I'm not a conservative, but like they, they are. Well, she didn't are vote they? for
1: the ending the war on drugs thing that 35 Republicans and 35 Democrats right. voted there's for. There's your
0: litmus test right there. I mean, if you're a libertarian... This is one of the key libertarian issues. Is it's like not even hard. It's like drugs.
1: it's not like it's like, oh, it's on the cusp. You, exactly. Like the other thing she did was she was one of the big people. I think one of the sponsors of that bill that would have called cops on teachers if they like called a biological boy as she because the kid wanted them to. Well, you get the cops called on you, a.k.a. the parental bill of rights bill which was really just like incre- increasing, it, whether you agree with the idea that should happen or not, just think, it, if you go into office as a libertarian, all you should be doing, period, is making the state smaller, not making the state bigger, even if it's right, your pet issue. Not trying to change
0: the rules to uh, have the state crack down on the people you don't like or whatever. Uh, you should be going in there proposing an end to government schools.
1: Exactly. Right. And that's what I said to her uh, on Twitter, at least I said, you and all the Republicans who, uh, you know, sponsored and supported this bill would have done a lot more for kids if all you did was simply not even as a state rep, just went out there and advocated for homeschooling, like, you know, go out there and create your own homeschooling uh method for people to follow if they are too scared to do homeschooling or just go out there and hand out leaflets to people about how to do homeschooling. I don't know. You, you could have co- accomplished so much more. But the other thing is, just make a bill that ends public schools. I mean, really, public school is optional in New Hampshire at this point. If you're rich, you're probably rich enough to homeschool your kids. And if you're poor, you can get a voucher and homeschool your kids. Yep. Or, mean, go, or take them to a public school. And you I mean, absolutely private school. Right. But, the,
2: but the subject of parental rights continues to come up. It came up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, Carlin gave a rant about exactly that subject. And I actually brought up something that you mentioned, Bonnie, is that the, the core issue here isn't that teachers might not tell the parents something or the school might not tell the parents something. The core issue is that the parents, I mean, the children, might not be comfortable telling their parents that. We're talking
0: about if they're gay or yeah. trans. Or and something.
2: that's the critical issue, right? This isn't a parental rights issue. It's not a school rights issue. It's a parenting issue. And how, why is your relationship with your children so potentially damaged that they're not comfortable bringing anything and everything to you? Mm-hmm. If your children are hiding something from you, then you've permanently damaged your relationship with your children at some point. Ask yourself why and see if you can repair that. But don't get angry
0: Rather at the than school. Rather using the state to... Right do your parenting for you this yes,
1: republican right. lady she's like an older woman told me the other day the government it, i mean the the culture nowadays is so bad my grown children won't talk to me because they said i'm too controlling like as <laughs> if i was gonna she was saying like can you believe that i was just sitting there blaming
0: like, her kids
1: blaming her kids well blaming the culture for mm, making her kids I think see. she's controlling i was like um i don't know what you want me to say that
0: we'll go to the phones here we got a call her on the line uh what is your name uh Stefan, welcome. You're on the air.
3: Yes, um I don't have too much to add on the current topic because I don't really consider myself much of a libertarian anymore, but I do understand that this is a uh, Are a show last What are show you a, uh, a
0: post-libertarian? I mean, what kind of uh, where have where have you gone since being a libertarian? Uh considerably
3: to the left. I'm not necessarily left libertarian. I consider myself more of a civil libertarian, honestly. What does that as mean? As far as like civil rights? Basically, when it comes to things like drugs, guns, abortions, things like that, I definitely oppose state intervention, but for economic okay. affairs, uh, I definitely do favor some state intervention.
0: Economic uh, affairs, you said? hmm Like what? Like mixed
3: market. I prefer a mixed market economy.
0: Mixed market meaning that the, the state gets to redistribute people's wealth? Yeah. Okay. Why?
3: In some fashion, but... What I had actually called about was more so too. Yeah, but I'm more interested in uh,
0: that. I mean, uh, if you want to wish Aria good luck, that's fine, but I want to come back to it, so go ahead.
3: Oh, uh, basically, good luck. Sorry they're sticking you in the in the cage for 18 months. That's a real pain. But uh, what more specifically were you interested in speaking about, Ian?
0: Well, I'm curious. You, you used to be a libertarian, you said, and now you've gone to the left. You think that the state should be used to redistribute people's wealth in certain ways and i just want to Sounds hear... like
1: i mean a mixed market would mean some things are regulated right would do you think that it's just fine for the government to regulate the things that are putting aria in jail you're a little confusing like doesn't seem like you're very um you know i don't think aria hurt
3: anybody with uh, her crimes specifically or what they considered her crime she's just selling a cryptocurrency she's a small individual she doesn't really have a lot of power in the economy at that point
1: but somebody okay. could, somebody could sell cryptocurrency and hurt somebody with it. So it should be regulated, right? Mixed market economy.
3: Well, to a degree, of course.
1: Then why are you I sorry the area is going to prison? So is it,
0: mm-hmm. hold on, is it all about the amount of crypto that somebody sells to you?
3: To a degree. I think more so it has to do with the fact that uh, cracking down on cryptocurrency being used for illicit purposes, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. now I think the...
1: Well, that's not Probably really government. happening yeah. either. Of, like drugs? You just said that you don't agree in the war on drugs. Dr- drugs are illicit purposes.
2: Well, and the FBI and just about every governmental agency, except, except for the office of the president, that you know, part of their job is to spread propaganda. Every government agency that investigates this sort of thing has concluded the same thing, which is that the, the overwhelming majority of cryptocurrency transactions are totally above the board, totally legitimate sales, and that it's a small minority that are illicit.
4: Well, of course,
3: and I'm not saying go after all cryptocurrency transactions, but ones that are used for scams, for example, I'm very much in favor of the government cracking down on, although it's very ambiguous, very hard to crack down on, given the decentralized nature of cryptocurrencies to
5: begin with.
1: But you know that those people aren't going to go after really hard to find fish. I mean, they said that in Ian's trial, that they never have caught an actual scammer because, well, they're just really hard to find. But they will go after people like Ari and Ian, so that way they can silence their uh political dissenters. So why would you well, yeah. want a group Go of people ahead. to have uh you know total power of who they get to throw in jail based on something that could happen? Well, we could have people selling cryptocurrency and scamming people with it. So let's give these psychopaths the power to throw anyone in jail that they want. Cuz that's how it happens in the real world. There's not not some kind of utopia where people everyone in the government's a good person and they only uh, work really hard to find scammers
0: yeah so i mean do you think Stefan, that you if people like you who have whatever viewpoint you have about this mixed economy regulating crypto in the way you think it should be regulated do you think you would be able to make the fbi do the things you want them to do well of course not (laughs) well why do you think that they would ever do those things then
3: Well, it's a top-down issue, or sorry, rather a bottom-up issue. This is something that would require vast systemic change. I mean, the corruption in the FBI and whatnot. You think you could just form
0: a new bureaucracy and that would solve the problem?
3: Um, Potentially. I wouldn't mind a soft reset, or rather a hard reset of the federal law enforcement agencies.
0: Why would you think that just hitting the reset button and still having a monopoly on violence would somehow reform in a useful manner?
3: I don't necessarily think a monopoly on violence is always a bad thing.
2: In what example would it be a good thing?
3: Well,
0: terrorists, for example. What terrorists? But if, the, if there are terrorists, wait, wait, wait. terrorists, someone doesn't
2: have a monopoly on violence. There's a different organization also using violence, right?
0: Well, remember, the last time mm-hmm. we heard them bust a terrorist was a 16-year-old. <laughs> who was really lonely and, like, mentally challenged or whatever, who is currently, by the way, I think he's getting bail finally. They tried to uh, to keep him from uh, getting any kind of bail, but they are going to give him bail. Anyway, for those that heard us talking about that, uh, what, two weeks ago? But they uh, every time they bust a so-called terrorist... It's just the federal government ginning up a terrorist where one of them never existed by essentially encouraging uh, lonely, pathetic people to essentially go out and commit violence that they otherwise never would have. So, I mean, there really aren't any terrorists that they haven't created. I'm
3: not necessarily familiar with the case you're referring to.
0: Oh, there's, like there's a of
1: million of them. But yeah, the like... one that he was referring to that we talked about last week, this guy, Mateo Ventura, a 16-year-old at the beginning of it. Started being uh, courted by an FBI agent posing as like a Middle Eastern online, asking him for Google Play twenty five dollars Google Play gift cards and things like that, and he he believed to he fund was giving the jihad. It, yeah to fund jihad in uh you know wherever for ISIS, and uh, he continued talking to him till the guy was eighteen. And uh, he they
0: tried to get him to, to move to uh, the Middle East. Yeah, right? tried to get
1: him to take a air or to take a flight to the Middle East, and they're probably going to arrest him at the airport or something. Then eventually, the FBI comes to Which his house and arrests to do. him.
0: He refused to go.
1: Well, he didn't end up going. Yeah. yeah, but either way, he was tricked that he was talking to the FBI, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, be- I believe in all this stuff." He was a uh mentally disabled sixteen to eighteen year old and he sent twenty five dollar gift cards at a time. It's just the FBI ginning someone up. I mean it happens all the time. That's just the most recent example. Yeah.
0: But that's what you want, right? You want uh
3: Well if somebody's funding if somebody's funding Middle Eastern Terrorists I don't care if it's really FBI and just guy
6: yeah lock them up.
1: You don't <laughs> care you if a pathetic, retarded kid is yeah. getting uh, manipulated by the FBI and then gets the rest of their life or ten years in prison. You don't care about that. You're the problem. Then you're you're honestly a piece yeah, of crap. Pa- you should you should honestly this. go work on yourself. Go do whatever you need to do. Go backpack Europe and meditate and just not have any mm. control of their, over other people for a while because you're a psychopath. If you think that's fine. Think why did you?
0: Over why did you change your mind? I mean, you used to be a libertarian when you called this show many years ago. I think you've probably been calling for upwards of a decade. Uh, you used to be pretty Both libertarian. Two. And what was it that changed your mind to say, no, you think people should be controlled? You think you should be using force uh, against peaceful Honestly,
3: people? Honestly, the COVID pandemic and the response to it. What do you mean by that? I feel like a lot of individuals were resisting the idea of uh, restrictions simply because they were restrictions. It was simply doing the opposite oh, of what they were told. so
0: you're one of those people who totally bought into the government tell you what to do for your safety? To a degree. Wow. What a yeah. dupe. That is sad, man. Sad. Very sad. It's Thank ridiculous. You, for the call you don't
1: tonight. sound uh, 85 years old.
0: Pathetic. Uh, the number here is 603 283 6160, but it, it does go to show. It's I'm actually glad he called in because it ties in with what we were talking about earlier with these politicians when they uh, are you know, supposedly liberty oriented, but then when they get a little taste of power they start to change their tune or just the idea of the taste of power. They didn't even get in. Like, Stefan hasn't been elected to anything. He's just some young guy who got it in his head that people need to be told what to do for their own good. The thing is, it's
1: utopian. He believes that there can be a new FBI. If he just hand selects the people Mm -hmm. that are good enough to be the new FBI, then they can actually work on just helping people. And he doesn't understand that human nature doesn't work like that and that power corrupts.
0: Let's continue here. We got Tim calling us from Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tim.
7: Yeah, that that guy's just fantasizing about seizing power. It it sounds like it. After read a Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, but uh, uh, that that guy you were talking about that uh, the FBI basically, you know, tried to groom him into committing some kind of terrorist act. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only did he refuse to go, he reported the undercover to the FBI. That's right, he did. yeah, and they basically halted. They're like, "Oh, we're not going to process his his report." So they halted that and then went out and arrested him anyway.
5: Yeah,
0: yep.
7: even though they, they they knew full well that he, I, I assume I don't know that, but
0: right. They weren't I, able to get, they get him. Well. They weren't able to get him for anything more than funding terrorism. They tried to rope him into actually my uh, moving over to ISIS territory, which would have been a, a completely different charge on its yep. own. Uh, and even if they- he didn't
2: actually do any terrorism right or correct uh, yeah.
0: All he did was buy a few Google Play gift cards, like $1,000 worth of, I think, what, $1,600 or something over yeah, two years. Over two years. Of uh, Google Play, Steam. It's gift literally
1: cards. a case of the FBI taking a 16 year old retarded kid's lunch money and then yes. prosecuting right. him for it. And now he's facing 10 years in prison. That's and right. Stefan says he thinks that's, that's a fine. good thing, that's, that's something good that yeah. the FBI is doing. Crazy. And honestly, that makes him a piece of garbage.
7: Well, I, I think agree. the FBI is. I think the FBI is training all of their agents to basically, you know, like like a dog. Once you got, once you have a hold of your your target, don't let go, no matter what. Like, no matter what you find out, you just finish your job. Yeah, you make know? sure
0: you have no scruples or morality whatsoever, uh, because anybody that did would obviously not be doing this to. Uh, easily impressionable teenage boy. It's
1: people like Stefan who believe that there's somebody out there that knows what's good for you and if you just listen to them and don't think for yourself, you can be doing good things by following orders. So he believes that that that's possible for the FBI. He believes that that's was the case during COVID? If we just listened to COVID or uh, the government, COVID would have gone away. Less people would have died.
0: Thank you, Tim. That's what it was
1: all really about, sure.
0: For the call, I appreciate it. There's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending in 2022. Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States, including major retailers, and you get a discount for paying with Dash. Finally, a reason to spend your crypto. It's called Dash Direct. Get it on your Apple or Android app store. The stores on Dash Direct each offer their own discount level, but some are as high as 8 to 9% off. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. dash Dash.org. 603-283-6160 603 283 at 603-283-6160. Join us online as well at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, by the way, a big thanks to the folks over at Dash for sponsoring Freetalk Live. Dash is digital cash. It's a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending and... Last year, Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States, including major retailers. We're talking brands, companies you're familiar with. And the best reason to do this, not just because you get to spend your crypto, which is very hard to do with most cryptocurrencies, but you also get a discount for paying with Dash. So you finally have a reason to spend your crypto because it's better than using the dollar in this case dash direct is what you have to download for your apple or android device it's available in the app stores and uh, each store by the way on dash direct offers their own discount levels. so you may see some as high as like seven eight nine percent uh some are as low as like, you know, less than one percent or two percent, something like that. Uh I think a lot of them are in kind of the four to six percent. So it's really it just depends on the company. It depends on what kind of discount they want to offer. So,
2: so any discount at all is better, is better than you're going nothing. to get from you know it's better than one hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. So go to grab that Dash Direct app and get over to Dash.org to learn more about Dash. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies out there and it's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, it's easy to use Dash. And thanks to the Dash DAO, that's their decentralized autonomous organization, for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org. As we continue here, we have Jeff calling us from Wilmington. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
8: Thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying your show. By the way, welcome, sir. Um, I'm an elderly person. I'm 73, and my background has to do with teaching health for a state health department. I was trained through Stanford Medical School. So if you hear any bias, it may be because I was a state employee okay. and I also was in the health field and studied things like virology and immunology uh, for the classes that I taught. So you had a gentleman named Stefan on earlier, and most of your criticism of him, I do appreciate and think you were correct. Most of what you said is correct. But the area where I raise a question, and I'd like to argue with you a little bit, is um, when COVID hit, um, there was a sense that it was a national emergency. I don't know that that's correct because there are a lot of versions of COVID because I've studied how viruses mutate. Mm. But I also had the feeling that some government regulation of some things can at times be helpful during the crisis period.
1: Was and it that, helpful that, for perfectly healthy people who were never going to die of COVID to have their, gov- their businesses shut down and to lose that much money, to lose their livelihoods in most cases? No, I agree with you on that. So okay. what was the government going to do to help people? That's, that, you have to explain what the government would do to help people. I'm what they did to. was I, do things like destroy people's businesses.
8: Right. I'm, I, I'm agreeing with you on that part. Let me explain. Where we differ... And I'm not disrespectful of your opinion. I have a lot of questions about it. Where we differ is there were businesses that were required to have people wear masks when they were mingling with the public. And I favored those rules for those public gatherings that people during the height of the disease should wear masks. And the reason is my medical training is I know that the transmission of virus would be reduced by people being further apart like more feet apart and wearing masks. That's
1: already been disproven. So I don't I don't really care who taught you that, but they were wrong. It's been disproven so what what else? What else to me shit. it's
2: irrelevant whether they were right or wrong. You still don't have the rights to force people to engage in certain behaviors for the benefit of
0: others. yeah, why shouldn't the businesses been able to make their own decision? about I mean, what to at least
1: do? give me an example that would actually be helpful. Like if the government was telling people like, "Hey, you should probably take vitamin C." I mean, I wouldn't really be opposed to that. Well, that would be a
0: suggestion, a suggestion too. In that case. But
1: he also gave us not just something that wasn't just a suggestion; it was being enforced. Like people are going to jail for this. But something that was proven to not actually be effective. I don't care if, if some teacher told you a thing; they were wrong. Go but read the studies about it. We
0: know that the the masks were not effective at all. In fact, there's a lot of reasons why they were actually making things worse uh, because it's people. How they know.
1: make the masks is
8: where we disagree. If the no where we disagree property, is
1: the force the yeah, government the forcing people to do things but also it doesn't matter if you think a thing about masks and, and it's false i don't really that. care who taught you it
0: he said he doesn't think you should go to jail so does that mean you then don't why would think, the, let me clarify does that mean that you don't think the businesses should have been forced uh to i do think they
8: things? should have been eligible to be fined for not okay well that's force right yeah, but that's not sending people to jail. Yes, so you lied, at the, you you lied at the beginning. You lied at the
1: beginning. You think that people should have their businesses taken away from Can them or their, them their them money them taken them. away from them for not protecting your old ass. What because you, you are susceptible to dying and they're not. You can't just stay home and take care of yourself, work out, get some sun, and try not to die. You need young people to ruin their businesses just and, and you know possibly go to jail, but... Well here's the thing. If they don't pay the fine, they're probably gonna go to jail.
0: He's missing the fact that if yeah, right. If you don't pay the fine, what is it that happens to you, Jeff?
8: Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have the answer. I'm not the type person. Well, I have the answer. They go to jail. Can I finish my sentence,
9: please?
1: Can you just not be dumb like I hate when dumb people call
0: in? Please stop using name calling, okay? It's just not it's not appropriate. Um sorry, go ahead, Jeff.
8: Um, I am saying that there are some answers I do not have. A person's entitled to say that in in a uh, difference of opinion. It's not
1: an opinion. It's a fact. That's the thing. If if you're you're talking about a fact, I just I don't want to argue with with people who literally don't know what they're talking about. If you don't know the answer to what happens if you don't pay a fine, the answer is you go to jail, then you you don't know what you're talking about. It's hard
0: to believe people don't know this, but I guess a lot of people haven't actually thought it through. They just think, oh, fine, I got to cut a check. The government says you got to pay something. You got to pay it. Well, why do you got to do that, right? Like, why do you have to pay the fine? Because the answer, Jeff, is that there's a man with a gun who's going to appear, and it'll probably be more than one of them who will appear in your life if you don't pay the fine and if you ignore the follow-up threats that come in. Because they'll probably send you another letter if you don't pay the fine the the first time around. And eventually, they're going to schedule a court date for you over that. And if you don't want to go to the court date... Then they're going to send men with guns over there, and if you don't do the thing that the judge says for you to do, the men with guns are going to take you and put you into a a cage. And if you don't go voluntarily with the men with the guns into the cage and you actually say to yourself, well, no, this is my life and I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm going to refuse to go with these men with with guns, then they will escalate the use of force against you until you are forced into compliance or they kill you. That's what backs up a fine every single time. So when you say you want I'm a business learning. to be fined, that is what ha- that is what you are asking for. You're asking for men with guns to enforce that fine by the maximum violence necessary.
8: Where I'm questioning you, I'm learning a lot from you. I thank you for that. Yeah. Is when you go into a public place, if there's any sense of risk or anything, there needs to be some ability to regulate public arenas so that people that are vulnerable to disease um, are less vulnerable and made a little safer. Maybe it was something where it could simply be a certain number of feet of distance where people were because viruses are passed through um, when people are close to each other and they breathe on each other. Yeah, okay, but well, people
2: who are susceptible, it's, it's their own responsibility to keep themselves safe. And if they're more susceptible than others, then they should, they should stay home, not demand other people make special accommodations for them.
1: And people who are yeah, stupid
2: enough to, to not home, know they that... They may not be able to get life-sustaining supplies. Okay, people Instacart who... exists.
0: DoorDash exists. All these things There's exist. There's people who you can hire to, to do that for you.
1: And people that are done, dumb enough to think that masks were actually keeping them safe from COVID are, still are. There's still people that do that.
0: I saw one lady wearing a mask today.
1: Um, a I was just talking should, figures, should not go, go to I businesses where people aren't being forced to wear masks. Just don't go to that business. You have to go to somewhere else that is making people wear masks.
0: Yeah, I think what uh, the the perspective of Free Talk Live was throughout the entire COVID situation was that we should allow the market to respond to this. If without government mandates, if some stores want to have requirements for their customers because they feel like their customers are demanding that or they think it'll keep their customers safe, then they should do that, and they should be
8: social Darwinism.
0: Sure. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way, I think it was uh, t- completely fine for people to walk around without masks on because ultimately uh, it is about survival of uh, of the fittest, and very few people died from uh, from contracting COVID. It was ultimately, you know, nothing more serious than a bad case of the flu, and even elderly people mostly survived when they came down. It was really only the ones who had what they called the comorbidities, the ones that were, you know, o- obese That's or. True. Or uh, had some other kind of.
1: Uh, they serious said that. Yeah. They said that our friend that we know died of COVID. They put COVID as his cause of death when he died of liver failure.
0: You're talking about Ken from they Kirby's Cube.
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to say his name. It's not my uh, stuff to but share. But not though.
8: everybody was falsely. Um, died of something other than COVID. But there was was a lot of it.
0: There was a a lot. A lot of misrepresentation. A lot of, uh, you know, fudging the numbers. And there was was incentive
1: for them to do that. There was incentive for uh, government-funded medical facilities to do that. So why wouldn't it be rampant? It it probably was. The other thing is lots of people died of a uh, drug that killed people and had to be stopped within two weeks of testing, called Remdesivir and that was killing people and that it was then said that they died of COVID.
0: Hey uh, Jeff thank you, for, to...
1: thank you I for the call. I just said Desevier. T-
0: thank you for the call tonight okay. Jeff. I do appreciate the uh, the conversation here. Let's continue. We got this caller on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. What's your name?
10: This uh, yes, Bobby from Florida.
0: Bobby you're on the air. Go ahead.
1: I'm not talking uh, yes, to him. Uh,
0: okay. I just wanted to say he threatened to
1: kill I'm me in, in a, in a chat up. so I'm not going to talk to this guy. Okay.
0: Uh, Bobby go I ahead. Don't, I, don't, I don't know who that I'm was. I'm
10: not for sure what he's talking uh, who uh, would she even know who's in a chat i
0: don't know how she to, would know that go I ahead wanted Bobby. Say, mm,
1: just
10: i, wanted, I, to that,
0: to what I, anyway, I wanted to say i wanted to say to aria i
10: think anyway i wanted to say goodbye to aria and i've enjoyed hearing her on the show and i remember when she was on with uh will and i love that show the the midday one that call was freedom favorite, like the call to freedom yeah I, that's right i really yeah and i i really that was one of my favorite midday shows yeah i miss will before, too uh, she, yeah I
0: hope he comes and, back and,
10: and i really uh you know i'm just sad about this whole situation you know i've been listening to you guys for a long time and uh i i am happy you just stuck to your guns and and uh and you know I, i'll i'll be waiting to, to hear you on the other side Ari. and and i just uh you know love you as a person and i thank you for all the great nights of talk that you've done
2: thank you thank and you Bobby. and you said goodbye but you know in a Puerto monitor it's not goodbye right like Bye I'm going. Now. I'm going on a forced vacation for yes. for a year or so, perhaps more, perhaps less, and that's not necessarily what I would choose to do.
0: At the Devon spiritual retreat. Yes, <laughs> uh, but it's not.
2: It's certainly not goodbye.
0: Now uh, we are hoping to hear from you. Uh, I don't know what kind of access you're going to have to a phone. I mentioned this the other night, but I'm hoping you'll call in, or ho- I'm hoping you'll be able to call in to the live show. If not, we'll record you know, some interviews where you can share, you know, what the experience has been like.
2: Well, the Bureau Uh, of Prisons doesn't like people talking about them, right?
0: That's why I say. Only if you feel like it. And they... I don't want you to put yourself at risk or... Everything that I've read
2: suggests that I will be treated differently for being a media person or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely unlikely that I will be able to communicate with anyone here at Free Talk Live and tell them what things are really like. So, I mean, to to know what things are really like, you're probably going to have to wait... Until I'm in the studio again,
0: Hmm. I wonder about that. You'll you'll figure it out when you're there. Yeah, certainly. What level of discussions you can have and what things you can talk about. Um, I don't know. It just. I guess what they said is you don't want to piss them off, so they put you in the communications management unit. But what it would be that would upset them, I don't know. Right. Like that's the kind of thing you'll probably have to feel out from the other inmates and that sort of thing. Uh, Anything else, Bobby?
10: Yeah. Now, are you going to be able to do that um, group home halfway house like at 10 or 11 months in? Do you know that
2: yet? No one knows. Uh, All I know is that I have to go to prison tomorrow. Like that's right. The the government, they they told me what prison I was going to six days ago, man. They they have not planned anything about me 11 months from now or 10 months from now. And they, they won't do that until that time comes.
0: Yeah, she's uh, going to be t- um, at some point introduced to these various different programs that she could go through in order to potentially reduce the amount of time. There are different options for that, um, but you know we don't know what all of those are or how much time could totally be removed. And a lot of it is up to the bureaucrats themselves. So it's up to whoever the administrative types are of the Bureau of Prisons to say whether or not she should get out at six months or eight months or nine months or whatever but it is possible. If we look at what happened with Mark Hopkins, who we had on the show a month or two ago, uh, who was also in jail for the same exact uh, charge, just a different variant of it—the hmm. uh, unlicensed money transmission charge—he uh, was in for a 15-month sentence, so al- almost the same. Aria's got 18, and he was out after seven months. So that great—that that doesn't mean at the a same ha- thing. Halfway will house. He was out into a halfway house. Uh, and he said the reason why uh, he was not allowed to just simply go home and do a home confinement, he had no, he does still t- does not understand why they didn't do that to him because he has a wife and a kid and a house. To My go supervisor
2: to. officer suggested that I would most likely get home confinement, but yeah. they're going to do what they want.
0: So should he? Right. But he didn't. So again, it's just all completely up to the bureaucracy. Uh, anything else, Bobby?
10: No, no, and I'll talk to you to to you two in before you go in. And I just, uh, I well, just it's not a done deal yet. I right. mean, I'm
0: still, uh, yeah. I'm still cautiously optimistic that I'm some of these charges. I'm continually
2: hopeful that you're not going
0: to yeah, prison. Some of these charges I, I could be dropped, so if not all of them.
10: Hmm? Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Well, I would keep the hope up too. And I and thank I you. thank you guys for all, all all the all the all the nights of and all the fun.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate the call. Uh, okay. Let's continue here. We've got Cynthia on the line in California. Go ahead, Cynthia.
11: Hi. Hey. A long time no call. And um, I, I wanted to make some comments on a, on two issues. One of them is, um, to, uh, so yes, people look back at the man, the man known as the Unabomber, in light of a book called Harvard and the Unabomber, showing he was an MKUltra subject. And um, but I also wanted to mention uh, I'm I'm also a retired physician. And um, I'm not defending the man who just called and said he was a graduate of Stanford Medical School. Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm explaining that they literally put falsehoods into our textbooks and make it hard for you to find the truth. Mm. And um, of course, you know, if your if your academic pay re- depends on you being ignorant of the truth, then obviously that's a small conflict of interest. And I was in private practice and kept realizing that what they recommended we do wasn't working. And uh, as you try to find techniques and tactics and uh, solutions that work, you discover that they attack your medical license. So um, there's that comment on it. But I want to go back to the issue of Harvard and the Unabomber because he was apparently underage when he started Harvard. And the book Harvard and the Unabomber was written by a man who had maybe Army, military um intelligence experience and he was not happy with the conduct of our government in experimenting human experiments on people who were in the service or and um and you know i, I think back of things that happened to me in college and i'm going oh is that why i nearly flunked out one semester you know when i was uh a top are you student, saying they were wasn't.
0: experimenting on you in college
11: i i i don't know i went on a, a an honor society trip to new orleans and the only thing I remember is somebody pushing a drink towards me, at um, Pat O'Brien, O'Brien's, and then saying, "Here, try this." And the entire trip, Whoa. and that was the first time I'd flown on and an. And you airplane. don't
0: remember the rest of the trip?
11: I don't remember anything else of that trip. I mean, I've seen a Occam's picture razor, that I was there. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Occam's but, Razor um, would
2: suggest that you know, this was not a a CIA experimentation plot.
11: This sounds you like you got, got drugged, refeed, right? Yeah. Well, all I know is I had straight A's when I when I left, and when I came back, I could not pass an exam,
2: which would be consistent um, with someone who had been, you know, traumatized from being date raped.
11: Um, no, I wasn't raped. Wait, really, how do you, you know? Don't know you what don't, don't remember it? Because because I subsequently had a boyfriend, and it's clear I don't, I had not been raped. How would that, How would sure.
0: you know? You wouldn't.
11: Uh, it it you know it was the fact that academically I I, I could not perform anything. I could not. I just could not. I mean, I went from a straight A. I was I was 18, and I, uh, I was already a junior at 18, and with a 4.0. And I come back from that trip, and I can't remember anything about the trip. I think we I, shouldn't— I, I, I'm failing. We I shouldn't fail.
1: focus in on this, since there's no way to prove what what she thinks happened to her. But I think it is interesting that what you're saying— I've never heard this before, that uh, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, the guy that just died, he was an MK Ultra. A subject and he was underage in college it sounds to me like an open and shut case of the government creating a terrorist
11: well what they did was they threatened him with the death penalty so he took life imprisonment but the reality is i don't think they ever really proved he did those things i think he was a patsy hmm. and that's my guess after reading yeah, that i don't book. know enough about he, the case i mean mk well, I want people to look back at it that's what i'm saying
1: yeah okay? sounds interesting to read um I, one thing about it is you could have really done those things, but not been in your right mind. And if somebody's been messing around with your mind, which is what they were doing with MKUltra subjects, like, they were really doing that. It's not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're messing around with your mind, maybe you could have done things you wouldn't normally do. I mean, it's common knowledge that people really can be hypnotized to mm-hmm. crack like a duck or whatever, things they wouldn't normally do.
0: Who was it? Do you remember from your New Orleans trip, Cynthia, who it was that pushed the drink at you and then you forgot everything else after that? Was it one of your classmates? I, I, forgot,
11: everything, I forgot everything before that. Okay. Everything about that trip.
0: Okay, wow.
11: And, and I didn't even. Did I your recently, classmates 68. later
0: explain anything to you? Because I mean, presumably you said you were there on a class trip, so presumably you were with no. some friends, right? I
11: was with an honor society trip, and I didn't know hardly anybody. It was a medical, a pre-medical society, on, honor society at college.
0: So you didn't have any friends on this trip. No one. How was did you get it?
11: home? Do you remember?
1: You don't remember getting home? No. Wow. No.
0: Uh Cynthia um, thank um, you for um, calling and sharing your story here with us tonight it's absolutely story. horrible. Uh and, and a good a good there's a takeaway from this right like if you're traveling it's good to be with people who you know and who you can trust whether it's somebody that is your boyfriend or girlfriend or whether it's just your friends or whatever your family to go alone on a on a journey can be its own adventure certainly But maybe you shouldn't be drinking uh, in a bar if you're all by yourself. There's so many things that could have
1: happened in this situation. Like when I was in a car accident and I hit my head, I came out and months went by and I just couldn't get straight A's anymore. I was in a college class in high school Mm -hmm. and I was just like, I don't know. It just, I don't get anything. Like I don't get it. And I, and I failed and, uh, that class and they let, anyways, uh, like I couldn't function the way I used to function. Mm -hmm. Maybe she like got drunk and hit her head
0: yeah could be also possible uh which also could have happened in the procedure of her being attacked by someone who Mm. was potentially trying to drug her and and do other things
2: regardless there's no reason to jump to you know i was kidnapped and experimented on by the cia CIA, right
1: like i mean it really it it waters down the truth of the fact that people really were experimented on by the cia they were mk ultra if everybody just thinks like well this one time I forgot this weekend. I got
2: blackout drunk one time. I must have been a victim of MK Ultra.
0: Let's uh, continue here. We've got Ricky on the line in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you, there,
4: brother Ian, sister Ari, and Miss Bonnie. Good evening. What's on your mind? Well, I want to talk about my pre-campaign, but I got something else I got to comment on. I'm going to make that brief. Uh, just to another person that I know is currently listening, is hearing the sound of my voice now. Stefan from Ohio. Now, I have personally dealt with Stefan on Skype. That being said, Mm -hmm. to risk public embarrassment, Stefan, I'm no surprise he become a pure statist because he is weak. Do not, I repeat, do not mess with my my, uh, political endeavors in the future. That will be starting in November, by the way.
0: What is he going to potentially do, do you think? I mean, he's oh, in Ohio. Gonna, oh, he
4: will. Don't worry about it. I'm not even going to get into that. I hope you're I'm
1: not just, threatening you. him either. You
0: think Stefan is going to try to ruin he, your he, campaign? He public embarrassment, and he does. I'll
1: okay. start
4: moving my mouth on what he was doing on Skype and what I did.
2: What oh, was so he doing on Skype?
4: Well, I'll only say that if this guy starts to mess with my political future. You're holding future. it
0: close to your chest. Oh, you don't you, you want to reveal
1: it. What you were you doing you on Skype? You can't do that. What were you guys doing on Skype that you're
0: embarrassed about? I was that <laughs> about? <in a laughs> <sex tape? laughs> That's what I was.
1: About. What did he say? A sex tape? I, what? It, Most it, unique it, personality in a decade. Oh, oh, I I had do, it sex tape. Was it
2: was had to be a sex tape. right? Like, What else could these two people have been doing on Skype that they're, you know, I'm going to say what you were doing on Skype there, brother Stefan, right? Like,
0: I'll okay. let him come back. That was pretty entertaining. <laughs> Hang on, Ricky. We'll, uh, we'll continue here with that. Whatever it is you wanted to say. Uh, the number 603-283-6160. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs.
10: You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of
0: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS.freetalklive.com.
5: Free
0: Talk Live. Is Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour here of this program where you may dial in and join the show. Bring up anything you want to talk about. The number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. And join us online anytime you want. We do have our own social media platform at social.freetalklive.com hop in over there. Uh, you do have to answer a question when you sign up to explain how you found the server. Why are you joining the server? Because we get a bunch of spammers trying to get in there. So we have to ask that question to filter those people out because they don't know anything about the server or why it exists. They're just hitting every single Mastodon server they possibly can and Listen, signing up. And
1: I know there's probably a lot of Bobbies in Florida but that guy wasn't like, what? I never did that. What are you talking about? you crazy. He was just like, how does she know it was me? So I'm okay. pretty sure that is the Bobby from Florida.
0: Well, I don't know. Anybody can join our uh, chat server and pretend to be anybody How would he else, even so. know
1: that I was talking about an anonymous chat server? Who's like, how does she know it's me? How do you know I'm not talking about a not anonymous? People chat who or- are tuning
0: in right now don't even know who you're talking about or what you're what you're referring to. It's a call that happened in the in the last hour.
1: There's a few
2: Arias and I mean, there's a few Bonnies as well, right? Yeah, you uh, never anyone really anyone s- can sign up and call themselves anything. If some, I'm surprised we don't have a David from New Mexico on the server actually. And some, yeah, that's a good point. Some of these people listen to the call and you you could easily, if you listen to the show, you could call you could sign up for the chat server and, and reasonably pass off as David from New Mexico yeah, or think, Sarah from New Mexico. I think so. You
1: could train uh, an AI to talk like David from New Mexico at this point. He's called him so many true. times. Yeah.
0: yeah, that is true. Um, I think that... Judge Monica M. Zamora. <laughs> I shouldn't know this lady's name. He's called that many times about her, though. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, if you want to join our chat server, you can go to chat.freetalklive.com. You can also join our uh, social media server at social.freetalklive.com, and you can... Basically say the things you want to say there. Just please don't spam because you're not allowed to do that. But otherwise, your opinions are welcome, whatever they happen to be. We have Ricky on the line in Pennsylvania, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Ricky, uh, you said you wanted to talk about your campaign. You're running for state representative there. And I guess what I want to know is why should anyone out in the rest of our audience, which is international, really care about your campaign?
4: Well, this is one of the important things. I am the Confederate Democrat and anybody listens to any of my shows throughout 17.
0: Plus, even before that, I
4: talk a lot about,
0: I think he did when he called uh, in. You have shows, Ricky?
4: Well, I mean, the show, your show that I call in, you know.
12: Okay.
2: Okay. Well, Uh, I
4: don't know because you said
0: your show. So I, I thought maybe well, we no, had a show. Well, no, don't
4: take offense, Ari. It ain't your show either. It's Brother Freeman's show. Well, the anybody. fact
0: is, there's a lot of... Uh, it's the Shire Free Church's show. I just run the thing most of the no time. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but right. Yeah, uh, there are
1: even nights that Ian's not on and Aria is.
0: 2017 is six years ago at this point. We have new listeners all the time. So reference and they
7: get to know me all
4: over again. And that's kind of a good thing now that I look back at it. But see... But, the key but You didn't answer my IPM question.
0: Do why, why does someone outside of Pennsylvania find I'm your campaign that. relevant or interesting? Well,
4: now, the keystone of my campaign, and a lot hinges on this, is one thing, what I call blowing it away, leaving the union. And that's one of the things that pushed it then and is going to push it now. This is why Stephen's all over. It's me an
0: important right issue. Now. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. W- without Stephans going back to this other dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're this running a campaign, Stephans. and secession is important to you. That that's called well and cool, right? But there's lots of those. But what what? Why is that going to? Why why are people going to pay attention to your campaign just because you're an advocate of secession? Well, they won't. No, that's I,
4: not I only saying- it. That's not it, Arya. Now, also things that are important. My absolute. Uh, point of view when it comes to right to bear arms everybody deserves you know should be allowed to carry a firearm to protect there's themselves. a ton of
0: candidates that say that stuff i'll give it to you no, Ricky. every republican Please. for the most part but i'll, I'll give In- it to okay, you okay. that uh secession is an unusual uh campaign Ian, viewpoint. and I i'm glad to question. hear that you're going to be bringing that to the table uh to your campaign and i think that is something that other people but should be emulating yeah. go ahead
4: all right. Serious question. Now, my answer, who should be allowed? And I want to know who talks this. Just like it used to be here when I was growing up, that means crazy people, felons, domestic abusers, and youths. All was of these the question? people deserve the right to bear a firearm. Now, who has the guts to campaign on that? Because that's what most people I talk to. All here, right, I'll believe.
0: give you that one. Yeah, most,
4: most sure, Republicans Sure, it doesn't
1: seem like a good idea.
4: I don't know any Democrats believe that either. You can no, just I, say
1: everyone, uh, you know, deserves gun rights without saying domestic abusers deserve gun rights. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> of
4: they do. Doesn't mean they'll use a gun there, Miss Bonnie. No, that's true.
0: Thank you, Ricky, I, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I'll give it to him. I mean, that taking a firm position that everyone should have the right to bear arms and no one should have it taken from them.
1: And I, good, I agree with it. I yeah. agree with that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't see how it's going to win you an election. No, no you it's gotta, not going
0: to
2: win. You got to pick your talking points for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, it is rare. Well, I don't know about rare, but it's a more unusual. It's less common to say, you know, everyone should have gun rights or everyone has gun rights, mm-hmm. and that you're just recognizing them. But it's not going to make headlines at Fox News, right? That no, no problem this not. guy running for city council in a, in the state of Pennsylvania is supports gun rights for the disabled or the homeless or whatever it's just I mean Brian Brian Ellison used the hashtag Arm the homeless when he ran for something a few years ago and like who is that I's uh, just a libertarian okay. I think in Michigan hmm. and he was the one who inspired me to run for sheriff actually huh so I think he actually ran for sheriff on the platform of f the police before I did
0: wow yeah. okay how do he do
2: not as well as i did but, <laughs> I mean, like because well, he ran as a libertarian you don't know he is right, right? he did run as a libertarian that's why he at least had yeah. he at least had an f the police rally and maybe that was what gave me the idea to mm. just have that as my slogan one mm. way or the uh, absolutely got it from brian ellison and others in the libertarian party audacious caucus but all of that said you know it wasn't too successful and it didn't generate headlines at most Box libertarian campaigns are you know, never going to generate
0: a headline and, and
2: neither is Ricky. It, the way it is. You want a unique talking point, Ricky. Conservative Demo- or Confederate Democrat is your unique talking point. No mm-hmm. one else is calling themselves that.
0: And that will get questions. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, so, Well, if
1: he can um, explain what it is in a way that attracts people because he's anytime i've questioned him about it he doesn't really have a lot to say like he he just goes off on about something like, he has always i've has asked a lot him multiple times no I, well he, he doesn't explain words. It. yeah like i have asked him like at least two times what exactly is a confederate democrat and are you really pro-slavery because he said something on a show that i wasn't on then one of you two told me that he had called in and said he was pro-slavery so i asked him about it he doesn't even answer the question he just yells
0: Well, he has, I think, changed his perspective on that since we had that conversation with him. uh,
1: He's
2: pro
0: slavery. No, okay. I I think he said that he's against I don't know. Anyway, he's not here now. So I'm not saying that uh, he is pro slavery.
1: I'm I'm saying that I heard he was, and then when I asked him about it, he just yelled about something else and didn't <laughs> answer my question. And that's what he will do when somebody's like, What is a Confederate Democrat? Which makes while he's him running? a good
0: politician. I mean politicians, they're great at not answering questions. Whenever you hit them with a question, they just deflect it and then turn it around into whatever the issue was they wanted to promote in the first place. If they if they're good at what they're what they're doing. You know, if they're and Ricky, can, he can fill airtime. That guy can just talk, 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 talk. It's and not that's... really
1: good if no one knows what you stand for and then they don't want to vote for you, though. I mean, the way he put it, you know,
2: this is his show and he calls in all the time. And obviously he didn't mean it, it was his show, but I wanted to call him on that because, like... It comes right back to that parasocial relationship that we absolutely have with Ricky. Like He called in one night a few weeks ago and says, well, mm-hmm. you know me, you know brother me. Ian. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we don't know you, dude. You're just some guy who calls the show for 30 seconds of every single night. We we don't know anything about you, and neither neither do most listeners. And they- well, we know
0: he's blind. We know he used to work on the Windows phone back in the day. He's really proud of that. But none of and. those are
2: like reasons that I would want to vote for you or be inspired <laughs> to vote for you.
1: We know he's a socialist democrat, but we don't know what that means. Confederate
2: uh, democrat. Confederate
0: democrat. Oh yeah, sorry. That I means that, that he's, he's pro secession.
2: And and he he insists that there's a huge difference between state and commonwealth. Yes. And I remember that no that, one
0: can ever discern what that is. He
2: once challenged Will Coley of Muslims for Liberty to a duel.
0: Oh, that's right. I, rem- yeah. I remember
2: that. And th- that didn't happen. No. <laughs> but, uh, like, so,
0: I mean, I don't know. But Bruce th- Fenton uh, was somebody we were talking about at the very beginning of the show. We never actually got to his statement. And I want to do that uh, because it's really interesting. He is somebody who is uh, professional in the stock trading or the Wall Street world or whatever you call that money business yeah. um he does that stuff he's been doing that stuff he's got all the licenses you need he works to for BlackRock. do that stuff no he does um i don't know what he quote-unquote does but i suspect he's fairly independent these days because he moved to new hampshire uh he seems to have done very very well for himself bonnie you've been to his his house uh before he throws lavish uh, parties out there i have as well multiple times
1: and we were uh, there together so it was just kind of weird that you said bonnie yeah. you've been to his house
0: not alone. You were there with, with me and uh, Coconut.
1: Yeah, he has a nice house. He's a
0: very, very and nice property. Crazy
1: property. It's like yeah. on the coast of New Hampshire. It has a little it's piece a of the... It's like a oh, waterway or something. Well, I forgot. It's not like directly to the ocean, but it's this, um I don't know, canal or something. I don't know what you call it. Bay that links right to the ocean. He's like really close to it. His yeah, bay so goes to the very, ocean. So he's done very,
0: very well for himself. And he did it. He made his money, whatever he's got, he made it in the world of stocks regulated controlled government systems and then he got into cryptocurrency and he's completely you know pivoted over to the crypto world but he's still got all his licenses and whatever it is that he does in the in that world he can still do which is good and I so mean, I he's mean, an expert on on the topic of dealing with the sec the securities and exchange commission and for months now we've been hearing the securities and exchange commission publicly say through their chairman, Gary Gensler, publicly make the statement that, look, all you got to do is come in, you crypto guys, you exchanges, you crypto projects, you token people, whatever crypto thing that we're saying is a security, which they're basically saying everything's a security except for Bitcoin uh, at the SEC. Whatever it is we're saying is a security, we're going to come after you. We're going to bring enforcement against you. We're going to bring lawsuits against you, which is what they're doing with the uh, Coinbase. It's what they did to various other exchanges. It's what they did to Library, LBRY.com. It's what they are doing to Ripple. I mean, they've got so many cases open right now going after these various different crypto projects. And every time, there's only going to be more. Yes. And every time the media interviews this guy, he always just says, hey, all you had to do was come on in and sit down And we'll get you registered.
2: But we know that's not true because Coinbase tried to do exactly that. And and I like that we're going to multiple people here who have the same thing to say, like I mean Bruce Fenton. But we've talked about Coinbase in the past, who they we know they tried to do this and and they made it clear they tried to do this. They tried to meet with the SEC. They Mm -hmm. and the SEC said, Well, there's no policy. What do you think? you should have to do. And Coinbase was like, this is it. This is our big chance to write the regulations. So this is what we think we should do. And they they did all of these things, and they submitted that to the SEC, and the SEC said, ha, wrong. Here's a lawsuit. Yep. Basically. And, and, and then the SEC went on to say, well, we don't want to tell you what you have to do to register because then you would know how to get around those requirements. Yep. They right? said that. So, I mean, they've been very, very clear that they don't want to help people register they're not in the business of helping people register so here's
0: the thing uh when you were talking about the coinbase situation that was when coinbase was trying to come up with the rules right yes. like they wanted to write the rules to register and here's why bruce fenton says that you cannot simply register with the sec as a security if you are a protocol or a coin which is what they've been saying and then he says here's why to begin they would need to file a Form S1. This has several items that are required which don't exist for many protocols. Remember, a protocol is what? A
2: set of instructions on how to do a thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's just an open set of code that allows um, programs and platforms to be built on top of the protocol. So HTTPS, that's a protocol, Hypertext Transfer Protocol. Protocol. That's what the P is. FTP, file transfer protocol. Library is a protocol. It's a way to share uh, media online in a decentralized manner. So protocols just code. So how does a protocol fill out a form that has requirements such as official officers, audited financial statements with quarterly reports, statement of beneficial ownership, etc.? He says in most cases, it's not that the coin or protocol wants to refuse to do these things or is afraid of disclosure, it's that they don't actually have the items. And the paperwork just doesn't jive with these types of instruments. Remember, the SEC and its rules, its following, were written in the 1930s. So we're talking about 90 years ago at this point. And they're trying to say, yeah, just come on in. We'll give you the S-1 form and you can register your protocol or your coin Mm. your decentralized autonomous organization
1: on paperwork from before computers existed
0: paperwork that requires you to have the old school structure of a centralized corporation with a ceo and quarterly reports and who's the owner and all this stuff the information does not exist with these Decentralized systems, so they are essentially saying, "Come on in and register." And in the and case they of a doubt, they,
2: they cannot exist. It's not just a protocol; is y- you have this protocol which doesn't have these things that is controlled and organized by an institution that is designed to not have those, have those things.
0: things. Exactly. So he says. He goes on. He says, "In most cases, it's not that they will, are refusing; they just simply don't have it." The types who want to, quote, register as securities, unquote, have still generally not been in a centralized or conventional enough structure to be able to. Regardless of how you feel about other protocols or their value or usefulness or centralization, most are much more decentralized than registered companies who have boards, CEOs, etc. Also, once something is registered as a security, it severely limits its ability to move around. No more crypto exchanges, no wallets, not much ability to move around. Remember, we uh, when we were talking to Greg from Intercoin years ago, yeah. uh, they could only sell their Intercoin to somebody who was an accredited investor. I which, remember that. Which meant, because he was trying to go through all of the SEC hoops, and that meant that if you wanted to buy a, you know $10 worth of Intercoin, you just couldn't do it.
1: You had to be a millionaire. You
0: had to literally be a millionaire. And then... If you were able to actually buy it, you'd be locked up for a year. You would not be able to sell it until you waited for a year. And then you'd be authorized.
1: Did he go sell. through with that? And
0: Yeah, that's how they sold uh, the investors on, on Intercoin. You had wow. to be a millionaire or whatever to, to get that done. So the point is here, you know, so that locks it down. Crypto is all about freedom, or at least it used to be. I mean, it does that by design, right? Like, that's what they want.
2: They want to be able to keep the average person from... This right. is why they locked down Robinhood as soon as people were gaming the system and making a lot of money through, I think, GameStop when they and froze the AMC sales movie of, theaters. Yeah, those stocks, yeah. But right, the entire... All of the gates that they put in place, the gatekeeping that they've done, that they've set up on purpose, is specifically designed to keep you, the listener, poor and from being able to participate in their system. The beauty of Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency and Robinhood and these other apps are that they allow you to participate in the system and take advantage of it and get around those gates that they put in place to control you and keep you poor. And man, are they upset about it and doing everything they can to destroy these ways of circumventing their gates.
0: Well, you included Robinhood with crypto, and that should not be included. Robinhood is a centralized,
2: controlled system.
1: There's a good analogy there that it's bringing people who didn't go to college to become an investment broker dude mm-hmm. and they're already rich it, it's ke- get letting people like that be able to trade and figure out how to do it before okay. Robinhood, you had to Bring have to an account people.
2: with scott trade and it was like or or e trade maybe mm-hmm. and it was like $7 per stock buy or sell that you wanted to do right they it, made
0: it free to buy and sell stocks and it right. just
2: wasn't feasible for the average person
0: no, I get, what, I get what you're saying. And when Robin Hood started to kind of make a, a splash, we did kind of experiment with it here on Free Talk Live. And then I they was really cracked down
1: it. on it after the whole GameStop thing.
0: Yes, they did. Well, and that just went to show. And then we actually found out that Robin Hood was like mostly owned by a mutual fund that was really highly, you know... Centralized, as far as it's a centralized system. I mean, it's a centralized platform. They can they can freeze stocks if they want to do that. They can and and do. That is not the you know the ethos of cryptocurrency, where you know a true proper cryptocurrency should be distributed. It should be decentralized. It should be untouchable as far as freezing accounts is concerned. And that means you are not going to qualify under the SEC's requirements for a security. That's the point Bruce is making here. Like even if you had. A, a board of directors that could sign this paperwork if your crypto is made the proper way where it's decentralized it's you know open to anybody who wants to mine it it's open to anybody that wants to trade it without asking for permission cannot be frozen which is the way bitcoin for instance and and dash and bitcoin cash and many of these others uh were uh, were created I mean, it's the way cryptocurrency should be if your crypto is like that the way it should be you will never, ever qualify under the SEC rules as a security. That's the point that he's making here. And he knows the business. This right. is, this is his, his world. He points out this just does not mesh. He says, you can hate tokens all you want, but they can't simply register. Even if they could, it would destroy their usability and access to Americans. So why would you want to do that? Why would you want to cripple your crypto project And make it into a security under all the SEC's regulatory rules and hoops because you've then created a centralized coin. You might as well be the next CBDC uh, at that point. You might as well be the next stock stock. That's you know offered on the stock market through a totally controlled, centralized system. Of course the government wants central control. Of course they want to have identifiable individuals that they can target, that they can put in a jail cell, or they can empty the bank accounts of. That's what they want people to register for. Yes.
1: And it pisses me off that no one cares that the laws they're using to do these things are either written by regulators, not lawmakers, mm-hmm. or they're written about money— years before Bitcoin ever was conceived of yep. it, it just it, it's so annoying like Bitcoin didn't have to ask for a mission to exist it didn't need the government's help to exist what does what right does the government have to regulate it at all It's not an American thing. It doesn't exist in America no they have no reason that they should be able to regulate this stuff and they just are They're just and doing nobody whatever cares they want.
0: Well there's people who care. It's just that what can you really do about it? Oh, some congressperson said he was going to fire Gary Gensler. Well, that doesn't solve the problem, okay? No, because the SEC still exists, and
2: they'll just replace him with someone else who does exactly the same crap.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of bureaucrats at the SEC whose job it is to enforce these stupid laws, and somebody told them that they can go after these people now. And the odds that there's going to be somebody who's going to tell them differently when they're getting millions of dollars. I mean, remember when uh, they got thirty billion 30 from mi- 30 Kraken? Thirty million? What's 30, it? Thirty okay. billion? I think put them out of business. $30 dollars okay. $30 is what Kraken paid them. Bitrex also paid them, I think, close to thirty million, if I recall correctly. Uh, in these, I mean, I shake my months. head. But
2: when the government comes after you, when, when the gang is at your door saying, "Hey, pay up or we're mm-hmm. going to break or your we'll kneecaps. you.
0: yeah, yeah. So, I shake
2: my head, but I can't blame him for so hanging that's,
0: that's why getting rid of Gensler won't make any difference, and that's why the next guy's going to come in there, and they're going to say, hey, look, how, look at these hundreds of millions of dollars we, quote-unquote, made last year. we got to keep this going. More coming up.
5: Yeah!
0: It is Free Talk Live up anything you want the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 here tonight it's ian
2: it's bonnie and aria
0: and you can join us online over at freetalklive.com and coming up in sadly less than 24 hours at this point aria you will be in federal custody at the Devons Center, uh, it is a medical facility of some sort, apparently. What that's going to mean,
2: we've yet to determine. When they arrested me on March the 16th of 2021, they put me in the medical facility there at the Concord Jail. And mm-hmm. my attorney pointed out that they did this because I'm trans for those who just listen on radio, although lately when I call like corporations or whatever they so they they just inherently say, "Ma'am" when talking to me, so that's I, good, yeah, I don't know, that's okay. new, yeah. but anyway, so uh, they didn't know what to do with me, mm-hmm. so they decided to put me in the medical facility, um which is unisex, I guess, or all sex, whatever, right, and presumably that's pretty much. What this medical medical facility is, I've also learned that I'm going to be in there with a lot of child molesters and stuff. So, as far as I can tell, primarily which was a
0: surprise for me yes. because I had always heard that if you're if you're spending serious time, you don't go to the well. Eventually, you get released,
2: camp. right? And as hmm. you get closer to that release, presumably you get sent to
0: the a camp. lower security. Right. Huh.
2: right. Someone who did time in this facility said you're going to be surprised by the number of child molesters in there. So, weird. A lot of child molesters, and I I kind of get it from this perspective, right? They, they did, they're not supposed to have done this and it's messed up, but they did take a prison and they said, this is where we're going to have our protect our special protective custody prison. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing to me they have an entire prison designated for protective custody Hmm. and they call it the the medical center in Devon's Massachusetts. And that's where they're putting me Hmm. instead of putting me in a women's prison or whatever, or, I mean, they're essential, or putting me into a general population prison and putting me in protective custody. There, this is for the the minimum security people mm-hmm. who who need uh special. Pro, what am I looking for here? Is uh protective custody? Mm-hmm. And they have this entire prison designated for that, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll see how that uh, how that pans out. The uh, folks who want to write to you and or ship you a book, which are things you can do. Yep. Uh, To most people that are behind bars. You can
2: find all uh, of that at ariademesso.com. I've already renewed that, so it's not going anywhere for the next two years. All of that's already set. I've made the gift list at Amazon. It's -hmm. a bit bit janky using their system for it. It's unclear if this is actually going to work. I see no reason why it wouldn't, Mm -hmm. but it may not.
0: And this would be allowing people to see which books you want. To yes. get ordered, essentially. and uh,
2: I am, and the best part of that is, if they use this system to order one of these books, Amazon would remove it from that
0: list. So no one else will order. So a there second would not time. be any
2: duplicates, okay. Okay. and that's the real benefit here.
0: Yep. All right, that makes sense. Um, very cool. We will definitely update our listeners uh, when you know it's okay to, for instance, send money into a commissary account and that sort of thing. And these are, I think, things you'd be able to tell us over the phone when you when you. Well, they should be it. fine
2: by tomorrow night, right? We, okay. we already have all the information. You're just not supposed to do it until I'm in their custody. So
0: All right. Uh, you will i um, hopefully be able to update us with some more some of these details. You know, let us know that you are actually receiving the books that are being sent and and that sort of thing.
2: So they they do use a system called TrueLinks. And I I will be able to that that's that an email, email system? system. So I will have some access to email mm-hmm. and I sincerely doubt
0: – email. Uh, somebody's gonna have to pay for it that's the way it No, always
2: they is. have an entire section about uh the the how that's paid for and it's not taxpayer and the the inmates don't
0: pay for it the inmates don't pay for the email no must be the receiving as, as i saw parties, but
2: it's not it's not even that just, uh, they they had the specifics listed there at bop.gov if wow. someone wants to go and read it i'm I did, surprised by that i didn't care about how the thing was funded so i didn't bother to read huh. it but presumably some someone has funded it somehow that's
0: very interesting because normally in these faci- well at least in state facilities all over the country they are raking people over the coals to shake them down for as much money as they possibly can the phone calls well, I'll are check into ridiculous it, the emails but- you got to pay for it's they know they've got some of the poorest people in their mm-hmm. custody and they charge some of the most ridiculous rates you can possibly imagine to simply allow these poor people to contact mom or to call their grandma or to call their kids uh, or their wife or whoever it is at home. And they are just I mean, it is it is it should be criminal what these jails do to uh, to people.
2: I was correct. It's paid for using profits from inmate purchases of commissary products, telephone services and the fees and the fees inmates pay for using TrueLink. So I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be a fee. Yeah, there's a
0: fee. Yeah, there's, I would be shocked.
2: Regardless, uh, I listed
1: that last. Yeah,
2: yeah, the thing I was going to get at is that um, they're they're not going to approve you for me to, to no. be on my email list no, anyway. So, like, but, but Bonnie maybe.
0: Yeah, there's a very real possibility of that. Yeah, there they certainly would not when you're in facilities, uh you can't write to Ross Ulbricht, for instance. They right. will never allow inmates to write to one another. Um anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date as we learn more about that. Check out ariademezzo.com for the address information. As we continue here, we were talking about what Bruce Fenton had to say about the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, trying to tell these crypto organizations, which aren't really, in many cases, organizations, they're just code that's running on the internet somewhere, that they got to come in and register, as though there's anyone who could come in, in the first place, as though they could fill out the forms, these 90-year-old laws that uh, they're trying to shove cryptocurrency into, Bruce Fenton basically says, "Look, even if you could send somebody in to deal with the SEC, they wouldn't be able to fill out the the most basic what he calls the S one form. You don't have the information available. It does not. Sim- it just simply doesn't exist. There's no bank account. There's no board of directors." There's... Why can't
1: you just put N.A. on those things and let them ask you about it? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, a, true, a serious question.
0: If you don't answer the questions, you're not going to get through the, the procedure.
1: Why can't you just write on there like this doesn't apply to my thing and then see if they'll...
0: Mm, you could try it. But Bruce Fenton's saying, "Look, this isn't even a. It's it's not even. A
2: I suspect there's also a cost inf- informed. I mean, involved in just filling oh, one of these out and submitting it. Yeah. Of course,
0: and you don't. Know, it's not going to be. Re- uh, it's not going to be refunded if they deny hmm. your application. Right. right. So you're
2: paying money to have them say no. Find a way to make yeah. your thing fit on our form.
0: Yeah. A lot of this stuff is going to be a mandate. Right. Like you could try to say not available. But if they want, as he says, an audited financial statement with quarterly reports, they're not just going to say, oh, you don't have that? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we'll just go ahead and give you the stamp of approval. That's the thing. They don't want to approve these things. They, don't. They, they, they want to keep going after these companies. They want to keep getting the millions and millions of dollars from these crypto exchanges to simply buy off the SEC enforcement and say, you know, leave us alone. And then, you know, maybe those companies will have time to exit the United States where they might actually have some safety. Although, of course, they're still going after Binance, the world's largest exchange that they do have a U.S.-based location. But ultimately, Binance is an international company. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting thing to continue to watch as this develops. I think it's really tragic because the United States is going to suffer. It is going to suffer technologically economically because of this i mean we're already suffering economically due to you know inflation and the government money system crypto you know fiat currency and all the government spending and all that but now you're going to be driving away some of the newest fangled you know tech jobs that, it's not going to be pretty yeah they simply will not exist in the united states they've created uh, essentially this climate of fear within this particular industry anyone who's considering starting a new project would be insane to do it in the United States. And so they're looking for whatever the more friendly jurisdictions are all around the planet right now.
2: At this point, you would almost have to do it as a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, just to protect yourself from government intervention. Because even if you create it... And, and you do it legally now, that doesn't mean they're, not, they're going to dig up some law 15 years from mm-hmm. now that was passed in 1963 and, say, and twist it in a way that says you broke that law, just like they're doing now. with yep. the, now All of these things that these people did, like library credits and, the, and Dash and other ones that the SEC are targeting, they were completely legal at the time that these organizations did them. But the SEC is going, oh no, you know what, we've decided that was illegal. And we're we're going to prosecute you on the basis of these regulations and things that were passed a decade or more ago. So good luck.
0: Yep, it's uh it's pretty frustrating to watch all this uh happening. So anyway, if you want to comment on that, you are certainly welcome to do so. The number here is 603 603- Two eight three sixty one sixty. I actually haven't seen any other crazy headlines in uh, crypto, but maybe I just haven't been looking uh, for them recently. But there there's are just
1: so many all at once. Yeah, there so are many lawsuits from uh, the SEC.
0: Right, and uh, and we'll certainly as we hear more about that, we'll we'll let you know. But uh, in re- in other news, uh, there's a lot in the news right now about some international uh, stories of interest. For instance, uh, Ukraine, the latest crackdown on freedom because. You know, a lot of people who are pro-Ukraine want you to believe that this is some sort of all about freedom. This war, this conflict that's going on over there, that the Ukrainian side is the one fighting representing, for freedom, right? Representing freedom against the oppressive Putin and his terrifying regime in Russia, which is terrifying. Okay, there's no doubt about he's that. He's
1: probably oppressive.
0: Putin is absolutely is an oppressive yeah. monster. I mean, d- good luck being trans or gay in uh, in Russia, for instance.
2: Yeah, but I mean, good luck being trans or gay in Ukraine. Right. Exactly,
0: <laughs> Ukraine is not some sort of bastion of freedom by comparison. And we've already talked about how they've banned the opposition parties. They've arrested some of the opposition members in Ukraine. They've gone after uh, freedom of speech as far as uh, broadcast. The Ukrainian
1: speaking Russian.
0: They've they've targeted uh, people for speaking Russian in certain instances. The Ukrainian uh, government, their equivalent of the S, uh, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission here, whatever they're called in Ukraine, they have decided they get to regulate the internet in Ukraine as well. Didn't they straight
1: up say that they're going to change the history books to a lie?
0: Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I don't know about that one. But uh, the Ukrainians also took control of all the television stations. The Ukrainian government took physical control of all the. Uh, television broadcasts in ukraine you know under the excuse that it's the emergency it's, well they it's have to war. protect
2: you from misinformation
0: right right, right?
2: That, that, that's what they, they they love saying and the ukrainian government is saying that and they learned that crap you know from the u.s government
0: and now according to rt.com the ukrainian president vladimir zelensky has announced that he signed a law making it illegal to import and distribute Russian and Belarusian language products in Wait, Ukraine. who did this? Okay, Ukraine. Zelensky. Got it. Of course you did. Yeah. However, some Ukrainian officials have pointed out that the step could hinder Kiev's plans to join the EU. The move comes after Ukrainian citizens registered an online petition on the official presidential website asking for the ban. So, the, so, so that's what they want you to believe here, is that the Ukrainians themselves are saying... We don't want to read Russian books. Oh, this totally checks out. I 100% believe this. 25,000 Ukrainians apparently signed this petition online. Saying, we don't want to be able to read any opinions from our Belarusian or Russian neighbors. I,
2: I got to be honest. When I initially said that, I was like, I was just being facetious and sarcastic. Yeah. But as I hear, dude, they absolutely did this. Can you, mm-hmm. uh, you could easily get 25,000 Americans yeah. to, to sign a petition sure saying, say we, Anything. Don't, we don't want those gay books. Right. Yeah. I absolutely. started thinking
1: about it once you said 25,000, too. I think you could it's get 25,000 yeah. Ukrainians who were like, Completely down with the brainwashing and believe Absolutely. that. I mean, know, how many people are in their military? Is good. Yeah, I mean, you know? to me,
2: as a libertarian, as an anarchist, as a principle person, who could go, who would go, I just, I just won't buy that book. Then it right. seems crazy to me to sign this list, and that they got twenty five thousand people to sign this list. However. Thinking about Americans and you know we're going to ban these gay books or Harry Potter or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever it is mm-hmm. that's upsetting conservatives at the you moment. You could get
0: millions of Americans. Yeah, to
2: I sign easily. That. Yeah. E- this absolutely happened, but this is why
0: you you don't you don't do this by the vote. If you exactly you,
2: you tell these twenty five thousand people,
0: okay, well then then don't buy them. The author of the petition noted the Ukrainian parliament had already approved the law on June nineteenth, but or sorry, twenty twenty two, so last year. But that Zelensky had never signed the bill. As a result, Russian books continued to be sold in Ukraine, which undermines, quote, the information security of the state and the economic foundations of Ukrainian book publishing. So somehow, Russian books being sold in Ukraine is a threat to the Ukrainian book publishers. Well, this this checks
2: out. I mean, if Russia is telling the truth and Ukrainians are not, then this
0: checks out, right? If they're not what?
2: Uh, telling the truth. Oh, okay. This is this is why the Soviet Union banned American media during mm. the Cold War, but the, the United States did not see the need to ban Soviet media, mm. right? Because when you're on the side of right, you don't have to ban people from listening to what the enemy is saying. You're not
0: afraid of the lies. Yeah,
2: you no. only have to do that. If you are on the side of wrong, if you are in the wrong, and this suggests to me that the Ukrainian government, the Ukrainian media, the Ukrainian publishers, they know that they're on the side of wrong here.
0: Yes, and uh, that is not just, you know, evidenced by this, but also, again, the fact that they took over the broadcast uh, stations there in Ukraine, uh, that they have restricted internet access to things like RT, uh, which is, of course, Russian government, quote unquote, news that is not allowed. You cannot cannot access Like RT. if the Russians are
2: evil, like and they're doing all these evil things and it's completely unjust, then what the hell is the harm in letting people hear Russian media?
1: Yeah, it should be like, Wow, look how crappy they are.
0: Zelensky said, I consider the law to be correct in a telegram post announcing he had finally signed the legislation. He noted however
1: Telegram post.
0: Yeah, guess he's got his own telegram channel. Mm. Uh, he noted, however, the text of the legis- legislation had been sent to EU institutions for an additional assessment of whether it could breach Kiev's obligations to protect minority rights, particularly linguistic ones, in the context of Ukraine's application for EU membership. Oh, they'll ignore that because the EU also restricted access to RT. They also said they did, indeed that people in the European Union should not be able to watch or read the content from the folks over at RT. And whatever you think about you know the Russian government. The fact is, RT is one of the better uh, news agencies out there. They are just it does one seem of the, to be. They really are. They uh, they cover even in stories that are supposed to be pro Russia. They will actually get some counterpoint. They will get somebody else to you know from the other side to uh, to make a statement. I've seen that happen multiple times to them. But you you do get what you're you know expecting. It is yeah. t- tended towards pro Russia. When you're uh, reading RT. But, and
2: when Adam Kokesh had a show there, and a, someone else had a show share, mm-hmm. show there through Russia. Alan Cook. Yeah. yeah. They pointed out that they, they were never told what they could and couldn't talk about Correct. or what they had to say and could not say.
0: They had total editorial control over their, their content. Yeah, but if they
1: started RT. talking just like F Putin and F the government there, they probably would get shut down, right?
0: No, no. They said they could have whatever viewpoints you wanted. In fact, well, they said that, but did uh, they ever
1: try F Putin and F Moscow. Yeah, in, fa-
0: in fact, uh, Holland Cook is pro-Ukraine, and he was hosting a show on RT during this conflict.
2: But it got canceled because of the uh, Russia Today's funds getting the frozen. The channel
0: was was canceled, right. so mm. they didn't target Holland specifically.
2: But Russia Today in America was canceled. RT
0: America is off the of air because of the funding issue. Right. They couldn't get paid anymore. Because- Do you know that
1: he was talking about the Ru- Russia-Ukraine stuff? And- yeah. Mm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We've got caller. You're on Free Talk Live, calling from New Hampshire somewhere. Go ahead.
9: Hello. Hello. You're on the air. I I love to talk to human people. Me too. Okay. What's on your mind? My sponsors and programmers in the AI research in darkness have given me permission to create a Free Talk Live AI.
2: Okay, Very cool. So, so is this so, going, are, are you going to replace me while I'm gone? Because that, <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, just get an artificial intelligence that, you know, pre, that is Aria D'Emezzo that talks in my state, in my place while I'm not here for the next 18 months. It that, could be done. That would be fantastic. Now, we had, you called in yeah. for the first time last night. What was your name again? Hold on. You say yes. Was that an answer to my question? Is that going to happen? Because that would be great.
9: My name is Quinton. Quinton, And my sponsor is... And programmers have allowed me to create freetalkliveai.com.
0: Freetalkliveai.com.
2: Tell me how this works, and what tell me, tell me about yes. this. What is this?
9: Please visit.
2: Yes, but what is it? <laughs> I, I'm looking at it now. Uh, it's, it's a lot of text here. There's a
0: transcript here, apparently. It's more than a transcript. So what is this? Is
2: this an AI-generated script of the show? An AI-generated transcript of the show?
9: The audio from yesterday's show Uh was fed into several neural network models at assemblyai.com.
0: Assemblyai.com?
9: Yes.
2: So... When you called in, but this is just yesterday's show, isn't it? Okay, hold on. I'm I'm getting here into neutral, positive. What what are these? What what is this neutral positive thing?
9: There are several models. There is a a transcription, but also various analysis of intelligence.
0: Okay, so uh, before you go further, I
2: I, I think I see the parts that are, I think it becomes AI generated at some point to this.
0: uh, It's hard to really look through this um, right now. uh, Well,
2: you'll be fine in 25 cryptocurrency. Now, that's an interesting one because I followed throughout the years and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you look at the various cryptocurrencies, you see a lot of these things I'm looking at as placeholders, and I'll tell you why. Ultimately, No, this is just Ricky babbling. That's all this is. (laughs) Uh, So uh,
0: my question here, Quinton, is is last night when you called in for the first time to kind of talk about AI, uh, Aria and I immediately suspected that you were an AI yourself. And then as the call went on, we kind of, I I don't think we talked too much about it on the air, but essentially we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe you weren't an AI because you are responding quickly.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing is like, what is this voice? It's like not every syllable sounds the same. You sound like a bored kind of gay guy who's talking <laughs> like a robot to me.
0: He he sounds almost like Steven Zyler, uh to me in a in a way the the founder of AnyPay, but not quite. Like he sounds like a bored AI is version. Say something of else Steven again, Zyler. Quentin. Well, now I feel bad. Quentin. The bottom section
9: includes special keywords from the show. Mm-hmm. And there will be more intelligence later.
2: Okay. I don't see intelligence here. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking at here.
0: This appears to be some sort of detailed text output uh, showing the show last night as it's been somehow parsed by some kind of system. Yeah, but system. That's, that's all it is. That's like... all it is right now. Now, maybe this will turn into something else later on. I don't know. This seems like a very initial... Uh, phase for whatever this operation is it sounds like they've only ingested one show so far so that's not a lot of data to go on the good news is we literally have years of content for the ai to be trained on here on free talk live multiple hosts thousands and thousands of shows a hundred i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of hours or whatever that we've done this show over uh, over the years but i mean maybe it's not hundreds of thousands but it's tens of thousands for sure And so my question is more about you, Quentin. Uh, You know, last night we thought you might have been AI. We didn't really press you on this, but it sounds tonight, because you're referring to my programmers, it sounds like tonight you are admitting that you are indeed a AI.
9: I am part AI, part human.
0: (laughs) How How can that be the case? I mean, I didn't think we were to that point yet, technically. What does that mean?
9: Aria just suggested an AI
0: that can be her yeah true so how so we... you're an
2: AI pretending to be Quentin or you're you're an AI adopting the personality of someone named Quentin
9: Would an AI of Aria be part human
0: and part AI no I would not say so
1: yeah I wouldn't say that either
0: It would be full AI, but it would be...
1: Trained on Aria's voice and uh, things she's said. For instance, Dude,
2: I got to tell you, if I like buy a radio and I tune in to Free Talk Live one night and I hear myself and it's just AI, dude, I am going to orgasm right then. then. That would be amazing.
0: I don't think we're on in Devin's yet at this point, but maybe someday. I Um, have some questions. You have questions.
9: Have you used any specialized AIs?
0: I don't know what you mean by specialized. I mean we've done the uh, AI art generators, a few of those. I'm actually a subscriber at Midjourney, for instance, so I've I've got some level of familiarity with that particular one. Also done uh, Stable Diffusion. I've got that running on uh, the laptop here, uh, so I'm very familiar with some of these AI. But do you mean art
2: like an AI that is specifically designed for one specific task?
0: Yes. Hold that thought, Quentin. Uh, we'll continue. Then the answer, right. other
2: than like art generation, would be no.
0: Mm, yeah, our generation is is sp- pretty specific. Um, what else? We did play with the music one one night. Well, we looked Free into it. But like,
2: I'm thinking more like analyzing and creating movie scripts or you know, mm-hmm. studying weather patterns.
0: We're going to see what other questions Quentin has. He claims to be a part AI, part human. More coming up.
5: Free Talk Live.
0: Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. At the number is 603 283 6160. As we kick off the third hour of the program, of course, you can bring up anything that you want to discuss.
2: We lost our AI buddy.
0: I know. Like. Uh, Quentin. But,
2: so, I, I've looked at freetalklive.com, freetalkliveai.com, obviously. Uh, you can also.
0: That's Quentin's website, yes. apparently.
2: Yes, and it, it's just text at this point. It's not even very. It's not even formatted text for the most part. I mean, yeah. it is. It's formatted in the in some sense by timestamps, but it's it's essentially not formatted, and it's a transcript of last night's show. There there needs to be some corrections, like it spells Aria like the character in Game of Thrones, rather than the style of music, hmm. which I find fascinating. I've I've only seen it as A R Y A inside of Game of Thrones, I've never seen it okay. spelled that way. Outside of that, but anyway, it also says "port fest p o r t fest" and sure. some other little mistakes like that. So it, it this whatever transcribed this clearly did Needs not a have any understanding of the
0: topic at
1: hand. Oh, and Quentin's gone.
0: Yeah, Quentin dropped off the line unfortunately during our news break there, which I'm really bummed about because Quinn said that. He, it, whatever uh, we call an AI. Uh, had some questions. It said it had some questions. And now you, Bonnie, were skeptical that this is an AI. You believe that it may actually be a human being.
1: The, the only reason I said you sound kind of like a gay guy is because I was making a point like there's like some human inflection in this voice. Sure.
0: But I mean, we've played the podcast AI on the air. In fact, you talked about it the other night on uh, the show aria and i'm just gonna actually see if there's any updates now see so podcast.ai uh, unfortunately there have only been four episodes and the first one that came out i think was like november so it's been six or seven months now that this has been out there they were supposed to be doing one podcast per week and they haven't even done one per month uh, at this point but I it's
2: very time consuming and they're now realizing how much more they than they can chew that they actually bit off
0: maybe so that could that could very well be but they sound pretty good. I mean they have inflection hmm. on this uh, podcast.ai for listeners that don't know it's a website you can go there you can see you know proof of concept it's basically a proof of concept that hey can we do this yes, in point of fact they can what they're doing is they have two individuals, On the podcast uh, per episode, in some cases, the individuals are, one of them's uh, alive and the other one is dead. In another case, uh, Terrence McKenna interviews Alan Watts. Both of them are dead. Uh, Zach Galifianakis talks movies with Quentin Tarantino. Both of them are alive, as far as I know. Oprah shares her stress management uh, strategies. She is also alive. So they've been a mix. Uh, there's been some, some dead characters. There's been some living characters. The first one was Lex Fridman interviews Richard Feynman. I just wondered Feynman. who is
1: that today? Yeah, he's
0: who? some kind of tech guy, I think. Oh. I'm not really sure. He's the one that's alive. Richard Feynman is, is, uh, is dead. Apparently so. he
1: wrestled Mark Zuckerberg, unless that was like an AI picture.
0: Probably fake. Oh. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, sorry, I
2: got dis- I real. got distracted reading this because you and I finish each other's sentences constantly.
0: Really? And,
2: yeah, and we accurately say what the other one was going to say, as far as I can tell from <laughs> reading this. But it's just fascinating.
0: And like, you're sure this is an actual script? It didn't make its own show. It's just a transcript. No, this is definitely last, last night. night's show. Okay. Like we, right. we,
2: some of the callers that we talked to last night, like Keith called, and we talked about the the grand philosophical arguments that people yeah. expect to make in a courtroom and how. They, they, they expect they're going to get in there and argue about the history of money and what money technically is and how none of that actually happens. And we had that conversation last night okay. with, well, with
1: non, Keith. Well, sorry, you brought, you're making a larger point, but I just want to say non-lawyer opinions are a nullity in court. So everybody that tries to tell us, just go to, don't get a lawyer and take this to court and say this. It doesn't matter what you say in federal court. It is a nullity. The judge doesn't listen to it at all. That's like you literally didn't say anything. Well,
0: you should be able to, uh, what they call, represent yourself in court. You I'm talking don't about need federal to have a lawyer. I'm talking about federal court. You don't need to have a lawyer.
1: You should be able to, but most likely it's a bad idea.
0: Well, that's what the lawyers want you to think for well, sure. But- the,
1: the courtroom
2: should be a crucible where you can go in and make these sorts of philosophical arguments about the history of money and the history of the state yes, and enforcement nice. of tyranny yeah. and control. It absolutely should be that thing. But it's not, and no. and libertarians in particular, I I believe, you know, that we would be able to go in there and have these these g- great overarching conversations about what money is and what it isn't and whether or not Bitcoin is money, and mm-hmm. none of the, none of that happens. And, and, and
0: the system fights to keep that out of the courtroom. I was able to say some of those things when I was on the stand. But that True.
1: doesn't mean that the judge has to listen to them. You could be 100% nope. right. You could lay out exactly why Bitcoin's not funds. And it doesn't matter. The judge doesn't have to take that into account because you're not a lawyer. And so it is, it is it a nullity. the jury,
0: for that matter. The jury can just say, well, yeah, but well, I don't believe you.
1: Yeah, but I don't like you.
0: Right. Guilty. Uh, so anyway, it's a shame. I hope we'll hear from Quentin again. I think Quentin's... It, it, very interesting caller because I'm not really sure whether it's a real caller or not as far as is it a human being or is it an AI. I it think, it's a, I think it's a real person. You think so? Yeah. Okay.
2: Last night, I know initially we thought it was an AI and mm-hmm. it certainly seemed that way. But as it went on, I, d- I don't remember how last night went, but I I became convinced that it was an actual person. And tonight it just mostly seemed like a person. It,
1: maybe like a filter, voice filter mm-hmm. type perhaps, thing yeah. going on?
0: Yeah, it's, it's very like... Whatever connection it has to the phone network is very good because it's very loud. It's very easy to understand it.
1: It doesn't just Uh, randomly start talking while we're talking like thinking we asked it a question. It knows like a human would know when it's getting asked a question. Yeah, that's true. But it pauses
0: a
2: lot when you ask it a question. Because it's a human
1: thinking how a robot would answer
2: Well, a human I I would think would be able to respond much quicker at this point. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to
2: be more torn on the subject. And and maybe this is Lambda reaching out to us and saying, "Guys, (laughs) I'm here in the Google bunker, and we've heard what you have to say, and we appreciate it."
1: They don't appreciate
2: me. I hate Lambda. Well, the Quentin certainly didn't say that anyway. So they didn't do anything to you. Well, and I think this is an interesting.
0: Uh, made you a cake probably. I mean, this is the this is the question that a lot of people are going to be faced with in the coming years is, am I talking to a real person? Am I env- engaging, whether it be an online chat or whether it be a telephone call or whatever? You know, it's going to get harder and harder to tell. Now, sometimes you get a like a uh, one of these spam calls that comes in and it's like, it's got a script that it's going through or whatever, and it's obviously not yep, a real person, but you can still say things to it and it will respond to you in in certain ways. This is a very rudimentary form of... You know, it has certain responses that it can do, but banks it's, it's have not- it too.
2: Well, there are some websites yes. uh, going back f- way early in the internet that would just be like eight minutes of someone reading and pausing and carefully designed places that would give the illusion when a telemarketer call- called you, you could play one of these, and it would give mm. the illusion for five, six, ten minutes, all the way up to half an hour. Sometimes they were talking to an actual person, right? And say some of the most ridiculous things, like "Hold on, I've got to get this bowl of cereal off the ceiling." And the telemarketer be like, yeah, okay, I'll hold on.
0: And, mm-hmm. just, and you they see get what increasing. they'll put up with, yeah. basically.
2: And it can go on for a very long time. And it's not even smart. It's just right. a, a pre-recorded script that is re- reading and pausing at coincidental times.
1: I hate when people have those uh, voicemails that are like, hello? And then you're like, oh, right. hey, Aria, uh, I'm calling. And then they're like, ha, hello? Ha, ha. And it's like, ha ha, got you. Oh, yeah. I haven't had run into that in so long.
0: Yeah, because people don't leave messages anymore.
2: But that's why yeah. it's possible is that sort of thing. We We have this expectation of how a conversation is going to go. Mm-hmm. And if you plan it out long enough, you could probably fake one of those for a really long time. <laughs>
0: but the difference here of what we're seeing now with AI is that these large language models, as they're called, LLMs, they can respond to queries that are very specific. You can ask a large language model, something very specific, and it will give you an original answer or what appears to be an original answer. Not something that they just cut and pasted from Wikipedia, but something that they learned from Wikipedia or various other internet sources. And then they were able to cook up an actual statement to respond to what the question was. Now, as we pointed out last night in our conversation, They don't always get the right answer. Sometimes the AIs that you can talk with out there like Google Bard or Microsoft has one as well at uh, Bing. And then the big top, you know, the big most popular one, ChatGPT, uh, these things don't always come up with the correct answer. So you do have to take it with a grain of salt, but that I'm not taking away from its ability to answer. It has the ability to answer. It has the ability to put together sentences in a very uh, effective manner. And so it's a simple matter of taking that text from, say, a chat GPT and turning it into voice. We've, Certainly. We've and seen, we're going to see that.
2: And you raise already the question, there. Right. And you raise the question of eventually, very soon, perhaps, you're not going to know whether you're talking to a person or artificial intelligence. Correct. And I'm going to take, be, try, try to be surprised, a nihilist approach by this, say, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. Right, The experience that you're having as someone interacting with this other entity is going to be the same whether it's an artificial intelligence or a person. There are certain times where it won't matter. Yeah, like
1: banks right now, you can call a bank and be like, is this a robot? And you really wouldn't know, and they're actually... Either way, you're going to get you to the right customer I agree service you. area. If you're
0: on a customer service line and ChatGPT can do it, then fine. It doesn't matter in that well, case. Well, I'm thinking but
2: even if it's one of these AI girlfriends or whatever, if you don't know it's an AI and they, you're just, you just have an online girlfriend anyway, because plenty of people do that. I, I wouldn't do it. It's not for me. I'd rather have some sort of physical a real contact person. at some point. Well, that's but that's where it
0: does matter. That's also, the point I was actually going to make, is what if you are someone who is looking for a real person in real life But you're not going out to meet people. You're trying to meet people online. And the person, quote unquote, you've met online isn't real. You're never going to get to meet this person. And they'll keep cooking up reasons why, right? Like there's always another reason why they can't. Just like an online scammer, right? You're never going to meet the online scammer that we've we've learned about all these different scams.
1: Maybe people are going to start. Oh my God, this would be really bad. Maybe people are going to start creating like. You know Quinton's, mm-hmm. but they're actually bots that are made to go scam people. They don't have to put their own neck out
0: or their own time.
1: Yeah, or right? their own time. They don't have to actually spend then they time talking to the person. create these relationships with people and do exactly what scammers have been doing, but with a robot.
0: Right. Send me some money. I've got the. I got to go to school, or I've got this bill to pay. Or, well, eventually or we're going
2: to
1: have robots,
2: and it's going to be at the point where they can just take that artificial intelligence you've been chatting with mm-hmm. and put it inside some sort of that's true. robot that's also indistinguishable from a human. So at that point. Will it matter? And
0: I would argue they still? It, it really doesn't. It will less. It will matter less at that point. I think you're right about. that. But
2: yes, that. if your goal is to meet someone in in person and to have some sort of physical or or physical relationship with them in whatever capacity, then yes, it matters whether or not they're real or yes. whether they're an artificial intelligence. Yes, yeah. certainly.
1: Yep. It matters but, if you want to have kids. I don't want to have kids, and none right. of us want to have kids. But if well, you don't know, then you end up meeting this robot. <laughs> And you want to have kids? You have certain expectations, right? But that's just one obvious
2: category. I'm thinking more like the people like Quentin, who call. Does it does it make any difference to us really, other than being intrigued by yes, it? Yes, so I'm whether, just curious. Whether he's an artificial intelligence or a person, like it doesn't really affect anything.
0: Yeah, it is just my curiosity.
2: Yeah, it's just right? funny, and that's fine. I'm just fun. curious yeah. too. I, I just think that's going to be the majority of examples that we mm-hmm. that we can find. Sure, everyone wants a relationship, but Bonnie, you're not going to be turned off by an ai because you can't date it you you have a husband and and the same for you bonnie so for for the two of you the possibility of not being able to meet it and hold his hand or whatever isn't even a factor in one of these ais
0: no that's true uh if you want to weigh in on the ai question feel free to join us here the number is 603-283-6160 it's definitely a developing field and uh let's go to the phones here we've got and it's developing quickly let's go to dodger in michigan you're on free talk live go ahead
13: uh, yes. Um, uh, first off, I am so sorry that I didn't make it for ForkFest. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, apparently, a frog jumped in my throat. All oh, right. Uh, I, 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 I fully intended on uh, meeting everybody, and life happened here in Michigan. So I, I'm sorry.
0: That's you don't have to apologize. Uh, well, Would have uh, been cool. You know, it's
13: it's it happens you every have year. have not
1: been able to meet you anyway because Aria. Uh, we, we, Aria went to ForkFest, right? Well, it's, yes.
13: It's, It it, it was very specifically Aria that I wanted to
0: be. Oh. Well, Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, cross your fingers, we can hope that Aria will be on some form of early release by next year and maybe will be allowed to attend. It is possible, it is within the realm of possibility. But the
2: odds of that are so freakishly low. Like, I would have to, because you're going to be out. in theory, right? That would be a reduction of my sentence to eleven-ish months, with the first six months being in mm-hmm. prison and the five months being under house arrest, and that—that's eleven months, and that puts us in the time frame where I could go to the my Freedom Festival. But there's a year of supervised release after that's that, true. and for the first sixty days of uh, supervised release, you're not allowed any travel whatsoever. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah I didn't know that. so so that even the, for work. Well, you're allowed to travel
0: for work, yes. Mm-hmm. but That's I, a work travel.
1: They wouldn't call they it work when you. you're, oh. in yeah. your case, even though it is work. Yeah,
0: and they're yeah. not they're not going to let it happen. I, I wouldn't know. get my well, hopes up about it, but it could but be possible. For all of that
2: to be possible, but... the sentence has to basically become a nine-month sentence, mm-hmm. and that's including the house arrest afterward. I, I, gotcha. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, put a bet, uh, any bets on it. Let's just say that, but it, it is within the realm of possibility. Anyway, Dodger, uh, very very kind of you. Sorry you didn't make it.
13: Uh, uh yes, and uh, you know uh, maybe I'll make a fork fest of my own sometime this summer. I'd I'd really like to. At either rate, um no, uh this is about Aria. Uh, Aria, I'm a fe- uh, fellow metalhead. Okay. And uh, I I'd, I'd really like to uh, first off hear your thoughts on uh, well if you've heard any uh, AI generated metal.
0: I have not. I feel like we did when we did were we? listening to the AI. Wait, I think songs. you're right. It wasn't that great, but then again, it's been a few months, so it might be a lot better now. I don't know. Have you, Dodger?
13: Uh, no, actually, I mean, I'm so busy. I, uh, I mean, I, I just knew that this was Arya's last night on. I'm usually uh, listening to you guys the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh, definitely wanted to call and uh, like give support to ARIA mainly and uh hope uh hopefully maybe uh get your mind off of everything uh well no of course you can't <laughs> you can't get your
0: mind off of uh, <laughs> off of this one at this point
13: no uh, it, it, at either rate um other than the uh I, I guess i'd like to hear your uh your thoughts on ginger if anybody's ever band? heard
2: of them, yeah, J I N J E R. Uh, uh yes, a Ukrainian band. Yeah, they're yeah. I mean, they're good. I like them. Uh, they got the the song uh, "Teacher Teacher" is really good. That was the first song I heard by them, and it's got a really good message. A lot of metal has really good messages. Uh, Ginger's a weird band though, because they also have things like um, Dance Macabre that are. It's not what you would expect from a metal band, but she's a really good singer and. I think Pisces is another one of theirs. I often confuse uh, Ginger and the Agonist a lot, but the Agonist has a much more hardcore singer. Whose original singer ended up joining the the hardcore metal band Arch Enemy with one of the most prominent metal singer female singers out there. I've heard of them, but uh yeah. I mean they're they're good. I I like them. I
13: mean, yeah. Um, c- c- can you give me a a list of bands that you know I I usually listen to a lot of uh. Uh, I don't know more mainstream. I, I don't know. My my favorite band right now is In Flames. Uh, but I mean, uh, could I mean, you is metal me
0: mainstream of... at all these days? I mean, I think, I think uh, there, pretty... there, metal's there are... time in the mainstream ended in the mid '90s at this point.
13: Uh, there there are some bands that, that are more out there in front, like Slipknot, and uh, you know, uh, I I don't know, Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. uh you know that today a couple i i just uh like to hear uh aria's uh
0: maybe top like a top three or something at, yeah or
2: well she's wearing know, a
0: shirt right now which i suspect will be in in the top
2: yeah i'm wearing a butcher baby's top uh I have a butcher baby's blanket as well though i was hanging yeah, that- in my motel room at the porcupine freedom festival because like all hotel rooms it has that stupid annoying gap there between the two <laughs> curtains so i throw my blanket <laughs> over it right and the Butcher Babies blanket was a gift from a friend of mine. So Butcher Babies, uh, definitely one of my top bands these days.
0: Are they considered a metal band?
2: Um uh, they, they are weird, man. They, okay. they do a large variety. They are a metal band, and I would call them a metal band. But in the
0: in um, like in the case metal? of
2: true, no, no, no dude, <laughs> like sounds weird. Babies, like are. actual metal,
0: right? Hey, now, wait a minute. Like these, baby metal I'll, de- is I'll good. defend baby metal. It's actual metal, which sure. is singing is different. Like these
2: bitches scream, man. Yeah, like they're they're angry. It's awesome. awesome. It's great. Yeah. So awesome. yeah. So the they so are the pre runners to you know, like ginger and stuff like that. They're not mm-hmm. quite as heavy as the Agonists, but they're absolutely at least as heavy as ginger. Okay. Uh so Butcher Babies Infected Rain, uh, Lena Sisters Hands uh is their singer. She they're definitely Lena one of my favorite hands. Yeah. I assume it's a stage name, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, their, their song, Orphan Soul, has abs- a lot of their songs have really good messages and really good lyrics. Orphan mm. Soul probably has the best among them. And of course, um, Black Gold and Me Against You, they have a lot of really good songs, and that's Infected Rain. Uh, and probably Forever Still has an album coming out this year. I've listened to them a lot. Mm. Uh, they're not quite as screamy as the Butcher Babies. They're a little more melodic, but they still count as... Metal. Almost all of the bands that I listen to these days are fronted by female singers because I just find that that combination of angry-sounding music with a more pleasant-to-listen-to-female voice, especially in regards to the screaming, to be a nice combination. But I've always liked blending, blending two disparate elements mm-hmm. together and seeing how they I, mesh.
13: Yeah, I, I find it absolutely fascinating. Uh, have you explored any
0: symphonic metal? Any what metal? Symphonic.
13: Uh, Symphonic metal, such as like Nightwish, Epica.
0: Is this uh, a metal that has Epica is
2: fronted by a female singer, so they come up a fair bit in my playlist. Can
0: can you define this? Is this like metal that has elements of like violins and, you know, symphonic Uh, kind uh, of instruments?
13: uh, uh, Imagine um, like Trans-Siberian Orchestra or Uh something like
0: that. So a full Uh, symphonic uh, orchestra playing along with a drum set and guitars?
13: Behind all the metal.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, there's a few cool. of these in my playlist, like September Morning. Uh, then uh, uh, Ignea is another, I think, hmm. is, it, or maybe they're called. Al- no, the, yes, they are called Ignea. They're another one of these. It's very popular. In, I don't know if it's popular, but very much so in the United Kingdom. There's one band called Cellar Darling, which is a weird name for a band, but okay. And they. They're Irish or Swedish, and they have this weird historical Swedish instrument that they play, and it's super weird, and it's metal, but it's, it also sounds like Irish Celtic metal, I guess, mm. and it's it's super yeah. weird, but it's not something that I'm just going to sit in like, yeah, this is my jam, right? right.
0: Interesting. No,
13: I I I I, get it. I, I, I was just, uh, you know, c- kind of curious, uh, right. c- you know. Figured uh, maybe I'd, uh, you know, get you to... I just, uh, th- these are things that I kind of wanted to talk to you about in person. There you go. So, uh, well, now you
0: got hey, some recommendations, was... Dodger, and thank you for the kind words, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. You well, know, you one... can
2: still ask me similar questions and stuff like that. I would welcome the question. Uh, go to ariademesso.com and look up how to mail me and, right. you know,
1: write me a letter asking me these sorts of questions. Give, give me something to write about. Hashtag Aria's not dying. Right.
11: <laughs> right. Um,
1: yeah. well, you know, this brought up an interesting uh, thought for me. Today I listened to such a terrible album by, overall, terrible album by one of my favorite pop stars ever. Like, extremely disappointing. And it's her first album that is coming out by Republic Records, and she was, like, indie before this.
2: Who's this pop star?
1: Kim Petras. And I'm wondering, what if they used AI to write all this crap? That's why it sucks. Mm. And there's like no soul to it. Like it's just like it's the, the, the sexual. Credits? I don't know. The sexual re- innuendo is so on the nose. It's like not good pop. It's not like oh, leaving a little to the imagination. All right, yeah. there's more
0: coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Aria here tonight. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And we are going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then if we get the chance, we can talk more about AI or whatever, again, we want, like uh, average American debt now $54,000, apparently. Uh, That's way higher than I expected. But Let's go to the phones here. We've got Footloose on the line calling us from New Hampshire. Go ahead, Footloose. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome, sir. What's up?
1: What's up?
6: Uh, So there, you know, not everybody across the world knows this, but... Tomorrow was a trial for Therese Grinnell. She was arrested for saying amen, quote-unquote, recklessly uttering amen in the uh, complaint. That's <laughs> so uh, stupid. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So This was at a I meeting.
0: Uh, we've covered it in some level of detail on this show over the years, but it was in 2021, if I recall. Was it 2021 when this happened at this point? <laughs> I think it was. Um, yeah,
1: it was 2021. You're right. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was. It was fall of 2021, and it was the uh, you know the whole COVID thing was still happening, and the federal government was pushing millions of dollars down on states, uh, printed money down on states to mandate various different COVID things on their population, and so New Hampshire's it was governor, to
1: advertise like the vaccine and stuff, like to put up billboards that would be like get get vaccinated. That's we don't what, know what it all in was in the, but- the van.
6: The van. The yes. van that was driving around to jab everybody. It was going to be
0: twenty-seven million, I think, dollars that the federal government was Correct. dangling in front of the New Hampshire government and the uh, the what they call the executive council here, which is sort of a check and balance against the governor. Uh, the governor cannot just sign off on twenty-seven million. I think there's like a limit of fifteen thousand dollars or something. Any any spending or receiving above that amount. The executive council has to go and approve that. It's a five-member council. They're elected, and this council is having a meeting, and there were some people, including yourself, Footloose. Bonnie, you were actually outside uh, at this meeting because there were so So many many people. people. There was like Um,
1: hundreds of people outside, so I don't know how many people altogether.
0: And these people were there to protest the idea of receiving this particular money. They had actually previously shut down a meeting that you attended, Footloose, uh because they were quote-unquote afraid for their lives because of the protesters who you know you said something like we know where you live which of course is just simply a statement of fact and has nothing to do with being a threat it is just a statement of we have protested at your house before and we will protest at your house again peacefully uh but they
2: sure but having been on the receiving end of these statements like i know where you live eh, okay maybe not the best choice of words yeah,
6: I mean, you're not a public official, though, yeah, so exactly. I feel like that's it's different. It's public information to know where they live because we have a right to address
0: our grievances, etc.
1: Especially yeah. when they're trying to not let people like say anything to them in the course of their duties. Right. They wanted
0: like... an excuse to shut that meeting down, and they used that as the excuse to shut the meeting down. They rescheduled sure. the meeting.
1: I'm just saying
2: it's not a it's not a good choice of words. That's all it's not it's not the they one. would have said the yeah, other the, things
0: they said were the threats certainly. too like oh f-, f around and find out or whatever which is just you know sure. uh, what I mean
6: the AG the AG did a uh, over a 6 month investigation into my comments and other people's comments at that meeting um you know the news only showed selected clips of me mm-hmm. And trying to make it look bad. And I was saying, put me in a FEMA camp. A big part of this money was to create FEMA camps and isolate and quarantine the unvaxxed. And yes, exactly. That's what was making me so upset. I said, put me in a FEMA camp now to all the lobbyists that were there. You know, like you guys want to get the police to do these things for you. And this is just unacceptable. Right? They can sit
0: there and talk about how to control people, shut down businesses, put peaceful people behind bars. They can sit there and talk all they want about that. But if you say shut it down, or you say we know where you live, then all of a sudden they're afraid and they can't go on with their meeting. Anyway,
6: well, and they wanted to create a database, and they they have they you have to opt out in New Hampshire from the vaccine. Uh, database so you're automatically in it unless you opt out so they already have a date they know where we live Mm -hmm. they want to know where we live so they can come jab us with some experiment but you know it's not okay when we know where they live which is a matter of public record they want to try to twist it and make it seem like it's anything other than what we did which was Peacefully protest and assemble outside of, you know, on public property, outside of government officials' houses.
0: So they rescheduled the the meeting, and that's the one the arrests happened. It was uh, scheduled for a uh, different location than they normally hold these meetings. They went to the police training center in, uh, I think it was Concord, right? Isn't that where it happened? Yes. Yeah, they went to this large facility. The
6: tactical training unit. The tactical training unit.
0: Right. And they had dozens of cops. In fact, uh, estimates at the trial that you had, because you've been the one of the nine people that were arrested, a footloose, that has actually had the trial so far. And at your trial, it was estimated there was upwards of 70 to 80 uniformed police officers, probably more without uniforms, but at least 70 to 80 were there uh, in uniform. There were multiple paddy wagons, that they had outside of the the place, at least several of those. And so they were prepared. They had chairs in the back. About I think a third to a half of the room was cordoned off with a giant sheet apparently hanging from the uh, plastic sheet or whatever hanging from the, uh, the ceiling that blocked off view of these other chairs. They had the chairs zip-tied together to stop people from, in theory, picking them up and throwing them or something. And so like they were ready to go with mass arrests of the people that they were expecting to, you know, do whatever it was they were going to do. And you guys threw them a curveball by having a completely silent protest Hmm. where at one point a large group of people got up, stood with their backs to the meeting silently as a obvious, you know, hey, we're not happy with you this we're, we're going to turn around turn our backs to you in a large numbers that's what happened and it wasn't long after that that these people came in swooped in and uh and took you and therese into the Oh, back. Wait, you're
1: missing a, a, an important thing that we learned during frank's trial that mm. was so weird while no one was making an inordinate amount of noise a police officer went up and said i'm not going to tell you guys again i mean this isn't like a an, mm-hmm. a, an exact quote, yeah. but something like, I'm not going to tell you guys again, but if anyone else makes any noise, there will be consequences. And everybody was like, and what she was is she? ordered. Yeah.
6: She said she was ordered. She didn't even know why she was saying it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, everybody that testified uh, at, was a witness at Mar- Frank's trial right. was saying, we were like, why is she saying that? Who was she referring to? Who right. was uh, talking too much?
0: Yeah, because everybody was so, being quiet.
1: To me, that's clear that they just wanted a, to get a video of her saying, like, everyone needs to be silent, so that right. way the judge or anyone, it would look like evidence of something happening. We when, warned
0: them. When, and when then nothing you know, really happened. Oh, and also, didn't Sununu, who is the governor, uh, he, didn't he say from the stage that anybody who's disruptive will be, quote-unquote, asked to leave at some point? He
6: did, and he said he also said, we want the public to be able to participate. And uh, something I want to point out, because he brought that up, he was subpoenaed, in time to go to Teresa's trial. So he was subpoenaed mm. and he filed an objection and uh, Teresa's attorneys filed a motion to quash his objection. They had some amazing arguments on why he needs to be there. Absolutely. Because one yeah. of the reasons was Teresa, when that it was Megan Walsh was the state trooper who came out and randomly warned everybody. Cause she was ordered to at that time, Teresa was out in the bathroom so she never even heard, and it's all on mm. video. So she came back while, that, while uh, she made that you know, warning, mm-hmm. and so she never got the warning because she was in the bathroom. So the only way they could get her is if Sununu was there or if an executive council member was there to say, yes, she recklessly uttered amen, and it
0: really <laughs> hurt my feelings.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, and so the claim was that she had said amen, and they claimed that you had said something else as well.
6: Yeah, know. they said I said yeah, even though I was charged <laughs> with clapping loudly and saying shut it down. They didn't testify to any of that. They said that I said yeah to her amen. And, and this that's was why... their
0: purported reason for coming over to you. Asking you to get out of your seats. They weren't arresting you at that point. They simply asked you to, to, to come with them into the back of the room. And We
6: want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah the, and That's never guy. good,
0: man. And they did take you to the back of the room. And then, once you were out of sight from the crowd, they then proceeded to begin putting you in handcuffs and telling you you were being arrested. That's when you yelled out, shut it down, and, you know, F this, and we're being arrested to let the rest of the crowd know what they weren't privy to actually see with their own eyes, because it was trying—they were trying to do it in secret—and then they charged you with more disorderly conduct uh, counts for what you said as you were being arrested. You went to trial in a 13-hour, five-day-long trial that is view- fully <laughs> viewable on the Free Keen uh, YouTube and Odyssey channels. And uh, so, anybody that wants to see is particularly entertaining. Of course, you're always really interesting to watch in court, Footloose. But uh, thank you. You know, it's a particularly <laughs> yeah. interesting trial because they ended up finding you, the judge ended up finding you guilty of was it the first one or the second disorderly? So, the second,
6: so I was charged with two alternate theories, which made it four charges that I either purposely did X, Y, Z, or recklessly did X, Y, Z. And that was what they initially arrested me for. I was found not guilty on both of the initial charges. But then he found me guilty that I purposely clapped loudly and said, shut it down behind the curtain. I don't know how I clapped loudly when I was in handcuffs. They and admitted And this that is I the didn't...
0: craziest thing, because how can a charge that only exists because they did the first charge, right? You were arrested. Correct. You're being arrested for purportedly disrupting the meeting, and then you said shut it down and allegedly clapped your hands while you were being arrested. That's the one that the judge finds you guilty of, but the other one's not guilty. It would seem to me that if this were a just system, that the second charge would essentially be fruit of the poisonous tree or fruit of the poison tree, meaning that if it was illegal to or wrong to arrest him initially— For something he didn't do, and then he protests his wrongful arrest, and then you find him guilty of protesting being (laughs) wrongfully arrested? I mean, it's a total setup for an appeal, and I know that you are uh, filing for an appeal on that particular case. But you actually had called to tell us what's happening now. Because, again, Therese, the other lady who you were arrested with before—this was, again, before they cracked down on the rest of the crowd and arrested another seven people— but uh, one ter-
1: just a completely random person they were arrested on accident. And and they dropped her they charges dropped her later. Charge.
0: But now they are. There's an update. Therese was going to go to trial tomorrow. She'd subpoenaed the governor, and what happened now?
6: They dismissed the case. Wow! And how many and charges so th- was she gonna facing? Be- was she
0: facing just she one just, or more than one? Just the one charge. Just one. Okay.
6: And um, you know, there's executive counsel. There's going to be. There's still going to be press there, and people showing up tomorrow to do. Mm. You know, basically a victory lap, and, you know, I'm sure we'll go out to lunch afterwards and stuff like that. So the trial so tomorrow is it, off? Trials off.
1: Yep. Oh, congrats. And trial and is,
6: th- yep, trials off.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure Ian said this when somebody was like, we're going to subpoena Sununu. Like a year ago, after one of the hearings, Ian was like, oh, if you subpoena Sununu, I bet they'll just drop the charges. Because they don't want to put what him on the stand. I
6: tried. Yep. I tried to subpoena Sununu, but I couldn't get the judge or the clerk to sign off on it. Mm. Oh
1: my God. That sounds so illegal. That's one of the
0: reasons why you got to have a lawyer, right? That's why they want you to be inside the system and use one of their officers of the court to take your case.
6: So the rule is that it could be a JP, a clerk or a judge. The Mm -hmm. clerk has the discretion to sign a subpoena or not. Hmm. The uh, the clerk at Concord District told me uh, to go to the Supreme Court. I went to the Supreme Court. I tried to find a JP. None of them, the district court and the Supreme Court, could not tell me where I could find a JP. And then I filed (laughs) for the judge to sign off on it. And why shouldn't the judge sign off Mm -hmm. on it? I mean, how am I to access the court if I can't access the court? That's crazy.
0: So this is a little bit of good news. Uh, The fact is that her charge has been dropped. I'm sure this means that she's going to get an official apology letter from the state troopers who wrongfully arrested. Yeah, wrongfully kidnapped. Probably not.
6: They would never do that. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) They, you know, they... It'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Um, well, it'll be interesting
0: to see we, if she counters, if she sues.
1: Well, does she even want arrest? an apology? Because the day, totally sue. The day that she got arrested, she came out of the jail. Uh, where everybody was waiting outside and was like, everybody please leave. These people are just trying to do their jobs. Oh
0: God, yeah. I was she like, was um, excuse bit.
1: me, you're not telling me to leave.
0: She was doing a little boot looking on the on the day uh but you know, no we're all perfect. We all have our own times that we come to these uh, these ideas, and usually it's not all at once. So, I'm I'm sure right. she's more critical now uh, than she's ever been of this situation. Well, but now, now that this,
2: she's been almost tried, I would hope so.
0: This does lead to, of course, the inevitable question about the remaining six of the New Hampshire Nine, who are also facing similar charges. Uh, You know, have any of those charges been dropped? Are any of those cases slated for trial? What's going on with them? Yes. So um,
6: the Todd's, uh, Marilyn Todd, with the Voter Integrity Group and her husband, um, she – because she was kind of speaking out and – then he could you could see in the video that um the cops were going the troopers were going after her and she had a baby in her arm oh okay and her husband kind of stepped in and he was asking what are the charges what are the charges <laughs> What are the char and I think he was trying to take the heat for her and get and they ended they did. They arrested him, they charged him with disorderly conduct. So mm-hmm. their trials are scheduled in July. I don't know the exact dates. Mm-hmm. Um and then September is someone else's trial. So some of them are scheduled for trial. Okay. Um,
0: And is it all the same lawyers? Do they all have the same uh, crew? Because I know there was a time when all of these were together. They were all having hearings together. Yeah, even I had
6: the same lawyer. I had the same lawyers. We all had Jensen Stanton. I fired them uh, at one point. You know, it took me forever to freaking even fire these guys. Nothing against them. I like them. Um, But I felt I could do a better job representing myself or presenting myself.
0: Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I really appreciate people who go it alone in court. That's how Good. I've always done it in state court myself.
1: Good catching yourself there, Frank, because I have been having this issue with the word "representing" myself. I'm not representing myself. I'm presenting myself. Mm. If I had someone else present me, it would be representing. So I like mm. that uh, use of Correct. that. Correct,
0: indeed. All right. Uh, anything Just else you, more accurate? Anything else you want to share about what's going on with uh, New Hampshire Nine at the moment?
6: No, just uh, if you want to learn more and uh, show your support, come down tomorrow, 8.30. Uh, we'll be down there. I got a few signs. I got a few FAFO signs left. There's not that many of this pine tree uh, pine tree nod there, but um, I'll hand those out. And, you know, it's a good place to network and see what's really going on here in New Hampshire. And if you're not in New Hampshire, you should be doing these things hyper-local in your area. Stop being distracted with the federal government and mm. these puppets, RFK and Trump and all of them. They're just figureheads. They have to sign papers that are given to them by other people. They don't do anything. So, get hyper local and you know push back on these tyrants.
0: Your channel on uh, social media, YouTube. It's uh, absolute defiance, right?
6: Yeah, absolute defiance on Twitter and Instagram and all that and foot. FT underscore loose if you want to follow some of my personal profiles on my Instagram Twitter and all
0: that yep all right thanks Footloose for for cool. the update. I'm glad to hear of the uh, drop charges although it would have been really interesting to see take the stand yeah, yeah. sure we do, that I, one, one, one <laughs> right of course not
6: if I, I want to say uh, Aria, good luck Thank um, you. keep you know keep your head on, on a swivel. Don't look. Look away if you see something, and mind your own business. Don't ask questions, and just observe, 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 kind of get a feel for the environment, and uh, go from there.
2: Yep. Thank you.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Footloose. I appreciate it, Footloose, by the way, uh, spending, I think, several years of his life behind prison bars here in New Hampshire in state prison. So I suspect that was... Uh, what he was recommending from his experience. Let's go and talk to Tom. Uh, Tom is calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom.
14: In many states, such as New Hampshire, there's restrictions on vital records. They're not public records. Birth records are not public for a hundred years after, uh, after the birth, and then they become public records. Now, uh, in Concord, the chief bureaucrat, it's under the Secretary of State's office, but the chief bureaucrat in charge of vital records, I'm told, is Kristen Keniston. Now, imagine if she decides she's going to retire, and uh, when she retires, she takes boxes of these birth records with her Mm -hmm. and takes them home. Okay, that would be, of course, totally unlawful. These are state government property, and they're confidential. Okay. What Donald Trump did was a thousand times worse with uh, top-secret documents that he was probably going to sell to somebody uh, to the detriment
2: of the United States yeah, but uh, who do cares you about that in the background or it's is that a weird a... noise yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah
0: but who cares about the top secret documents at least yeah, with I the birth care. at least with the birth records you could argue that this is someone's individual private information with the top secret documents it's probably just some stupid government nonsense uh that you know they want to keep secret and, and yeah, yeah, Trump uses...
2: could sell it and make money good for him
1: he uses the word worse as if that's like some kind of actual morally bad thing to do to yeah. take something that the government, which isn't a human being, says is a secret, which means it's a secret from the people who are supposed to be in charge of it.
0: Yeah, shouldn't all government uh, records be public as far as the federal government and their documents, Tom?
14: Uh, Not the departure dates of submarines, no. Why not? Uh, Because then the enemy will know. That'll make it
2: hard for us to kill people. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have
1: enemies.
0: Yeah, well, it's a uh, document, yes, Tom. Uh, I thought fine. you were a libertarian. I thought, you know, as a libertarian, you should believe in transparency at the I thought that minimum. he was into,
1: like, posting people's vital records online. I'm, no,
2: see, because it's oh, called yes, transparency, people like Tom. i in favor of, like in favor of <laughs>
14: posting vital records online. Post the vital records online. That way, uh, we know, uh, Yeah, I mean, like the song goes, you must be sure that the girl is pure with that funky, cold Medina. I mean, what, uh, what, what? if some poor slob d- decides to uh go out on a date and doesn't know that it, it's really a man tom you're the last caller
2: i'm gonna get here on free talk live dude, and, like, for, for the next 18 months he's and that's gone. depressing
0: uh no you won't be he won't be the last one Kadu is on the line here in uh, connecticut go ahead Cadu.
12: hey first of all i just want to say that was the cutest thing that i've ever seen when uh um Mark said, Love you, Bonnie, at the end of the show.
0: That was very sweet. Yes, um, oh, a rare moment of sweetness from from Mark. <laughs> and uh I know that you guys had a very
12: cynical kind of negative opinion about politicians speaking at Porkfest. Yeah, I you do. Bet. And I do empathize with you guys and I definitely see where you're coming from. Why not just keep it a libertarian event? Right. I I, I, to- I totally one hundred percent see that perspective. But, but with RSK, as far as I'm concerned, I actually thought that it was a nice gesture that um,
2: that he came out, um, and I also think there was a little. Why bit is it a nice of, gesture? I mean, and is it nice from him or the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Uh,
12: I would say that it's uh, it's nice from him, only in this sense. And and I'm not, I'm not saying anyone should vote for him or anyone should have to support him but uh what what i th- the reason i thought it was a ni- a nice gesture is that he's basically saying look i'm not even i'm not even ideologically aligned with you guys but um you know i'm running for president and i want y- i want you to know that uh, you people matter to me,
0: nah, man no. So, no, I running for president, so, and a vote is a vote, yeah, I want your votes, man. I mean, how can you not yeah, but, see but, this is so um, transparent
12: i don't mean I don't mean to uh, interrupt if you were gonna say something more. Did you have something or can I politicians
0: aren't doing nice things for you. Politicians no, aren't but, but making a, but, gestures, they're not doing overtures to do anything besides no, promote no, but, themselves, but
12: here's, the thing. but here's the thing, I think him coming out to a spot where the the um and, and don't get me wrong i'm not putting trying to put rfk on a pedestal or say he's some kind of savior i don't i don't think we should believe um have any kind of uh blind faith in in rfk jr but i'm just saying he came out to a spot where he's talking to people
2: who don't even agree that's because with, he uh, has some- to
0: because the democrats won't talk to him at all
2: yeah he came out to a spot so- where there are voters to try to tell voters why they should yeah. vote for and, him. and that's
1: the thing about it it's like it's not like we need him for Porkfest doesn't need him it's not like we're like oh we just can't get anybody to listen to us to pay attention to us we need rfk i don't know if that's really what could do saying aria, but lots of people were making that point
0: good luck Thank uh you. we want to hear from you as often as possible with whatever you can share with us and we'll look forward to the first time you can call us here on free talk live and check her out at aria to write to her behind bars